What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 210. We have a special show for you today. It's going to be a blast. We will tell you the details shortly. First, I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, and we have the proper crew in the proper order back here, ready to roll today. You know him well. He is the guy who reviews all of the worst games of all time for a very popular outlet. Yes, I'm talking about you, Mr. Ty Guy Travis. Good morning. McClunky, glad to be here. Good morning, everyone. Congratulations to Hogue on achieving a lifetime goal. And I think Dan uh, also achieved a lifetime goal of, uh, yep. was it eating eight hoagies? I, I can't remember yep. his lifetime goal, but yeah. It was, Sounds uh, like a threat in this context. threat, eating eight hoagies, oh my God. Hoagies, hoagies, that's an East Coast term, is it not? Uh, yes, yeah. but people do. Uh, people put little pictures of sandwiches in my chats and things. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. what a hoagie is, and I'm all the way over here. So yeah, yeah. you're all the way on the opposite side, but we're all good. Speaking of hoagies, Rick himself, he hit his hundred and seven thousand six hundred one capacity Michigan, not Missouri Stadium for his YouTube channel. Big congrats, my friend. Yeah, how fun is that, right? When you when you start one of these, put a pin on the wall. You know, it would be cool if we could ever, ever, ever get to the size of Michigan stadium and virtual legality has done it. I'm super pumped about it today. I'm super pumped about being here and talking about video games uh, and having fun and offending people. <laughs> I'm looking forward to today a lot. Uh, so yeah, thanks for calling it out. It's just, it's super exciting and I'm having a lot of fun. Can I ask some follow up questions about that specific capacity for that stadium? Sure. Do you know how they settled on that very odd number? Is it a mathematical algorithm? Is there some Michigan law? And are you sure that that's still its capacity? <laughs> There's a Michigan so, law to be one. All right. Because, so, you know, fire marshals and stuff. I don't know. You know. So the deal is Michigan Stadium uses benches, not seats, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and they put numbers down at a specific sizing. They count those numbers up. That's the official number. I, I think plus some of the folks that would otherwise be in, like, the press box and things. That said... There have been noted, calculated attendances at Michigan games of more than 115,000. So that's kind of a sub-ghost goal. But the big, the big number on the sign, the big number that everybody uses for official listed capacity where no fire marshals are involved uh, is 107,601. And it is the biggest college football stadium in America. Yeah, uh, if you don't know. Okay. Go blue. Well, it seems wow. like it seems like the capacity because of the bench situation would largely depend on the girth of the citizens and the attendance. There have been there'd be like five of four, us. Four, I've <laughs> four. I wonder if over the years the capacity, maximum capacity has gone down. You may have passed the goal a long time ago <laughs> on this new thickness kind of uh metric. well we we had 115,000 pretty recently at Michigan. But okay. yeah, you know, it's actually funny because uh, yes, there are often complaints about how close the numbers are together. You got to get cozy with your buddies. Uh, in general, your fun. legs are touching. Um, oh, and boy. that's one of the ways that they get you upcharged is they sell you um, seat cushions that are actually slightly bigger than your allotted uh, number that are affixed to the bench. You can pay the university a little bit more money and get a little bit more space and a little cushion for your cushion. Wow. Uh, so, you know. Hey, Michigan Stadium, well, I, know, I, I know love it going to if death. I ever need biomass to consume. That is uh, the first target for the aliens, <laughs> for sure. The number was 107,601. We hit it at 2.30 this morning. I'm super excited. You can't take yeah. that away Congratulations. from me. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, and to your point, Travis, was it, you know, are we capacity in 2020 Travis's or 2022 Travis's? Because that's where how it should be measured, really. 
That's that is a great point. Yeah, that's yeah. a very yeah. good point. Yeah. Yeah. I try to count up the Travises by year. At <laughs> Dude, current day Travises, you could fit a lot more than 106. Like I'm pretty gaunt. I'm a little little Lincoln esque. You know, Lincoln esque. So. But shorter, uh, <laughs> but much shorter. Yeah. So he stacked you on top of me. That's, that's <laughs> and representing our favorite future corporation that destroys the entire planet, Mr. Rodriguez himself. Good morning, brother. Yeah, man, I'm 100% on that train. <laughs> <laughs> We've done our time. We're good. You know, it's, it, it's time for us to go. It's All right. Let's start, start over. We need a reset motion. button. Yeah. yeah. I want to, I want to just, uh, Reboot. go ahead and and dissent that is not my favorite corporation that destroys the world there there's many sorry there's a lot to choose from i'm sure i'm sure that in terms one. of evil corporations i'm a wayland yutani guy that's uh yeah. that's where i hang that's my good. hat on evil corporations that's a pretty yeah. good, one. Um, good one i'm i'm on team facebook I talked Anyway, good morning, everyone. Uh, thanks for showing up nice and bright and early with us today. So we got a special show. We're going to be talking about a few things. Uh, we're going to touch on God of War Ragnarok and E3 returning as kind of core topics that I think we need to discuss this week. But our main topic, of course, is our Game Roast 2022. Uh, we just a preface ahead of time. This is going to be longer discussion about many, many different games. Uh, all of our favorite games of all time, all of the highest rated games of all time. Maybe not all, but many. And uh, we're not going to be pulling any punches. Uh, obviously, it should be prefaced that this is for fun. It's to have some laughs. Uh, no reason to get offended. Uh, we're all going to enjoy ourselves here today. But we have been ready for this one. A uh, couple weeks ago, if you tune you in every offended. week... People are going to get offended, 100%. You do get offended. Oh. It doesn't bother us at all. No, Same. it's not going to slow us down. The uh, comments it, it'll just, show, be, be it'll just be a drip in the flood of hate that Travis otherwise receives on. <laughs> okay? And his so, Xenoblade review is not even out yet. So, And that's going to be a day, folks. I'm thinking about doing it in virtual legality. Hang on to your hats on that one. Uh, but, yeah, no, we're going to celebrate games. We love everything that's on this list. But that doesn't mean we can't have fun criticizing it. And we're going to have oh, fun yeah. with you. And we'll probably mention this Damn again right. when we go into that section. Because this is about having fun. And we love yeah. these developers. And we love this industry. And we love these games. But come on. Nothing's perfect, people. Oh, yeah, of course. Let's enjoy. Of course. In fact, they are all very flawed, which we will discuss. <laughs> all right. Um, so before we do that, just, of course, a little housekeeping. If you're enjoying the show, as we always say, please like. Please sub. We did a giveaway this week, too. We're going to, um, just before we get into the game roast, I'll mention the winners of that giveaway. So thank you for everyone who uh, participated in that. And um, as always, right, uh, and I know Hoag said this better than me a few weeks ago, but, you know, we try to prioritize our content over a lot of the nonsense you see over there. Giving likes, giving subs, sharing this with your friends, the people who really enjoy gaming content helps us. So Please do that. And uh, oh, you're going to get some pitches from me today, folks. This is a special <laughs> episode. You're going to get the full Care Bear stare from me. If you know, you know, we're going to go. <laughs> See, I told you he says it better than me. All right. So uh, before we do that, why don't we talk about what we've currently been up to? So um, I have been uh, playing a game for Embargo that I think a lot of people who listen to the show are going to be interested in. Sadly, I'm not even allowed to say the name of the game I'm playing. Is that true? Yeah. You've got a complete embargo. Complete embargo. All Can't right, even okay. mention that you're Happens playing. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so 
uh, I would say just stay tuned <laughs> uh, in the near future because, um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice one that I think, like I said, people are looking forward to. So that has taken most of my time this week. But I did uh, get my Steam Deck this week. Uh, and first thing I did, Hoke, I bought the entire Pixel Remaster Collection of Final Fantasy. It's the first thing I did. <laughs> yeah, you got to, right? You got to. Uh, bought Bioshock bring Collection. bring it to a real console. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, Steam Deck is awesome. It, it literally feels like the Switch showed up at my house in, as like an adult. Yeah. It's a you super switch. I mean? uh, it's my favorite piece of tech in a long time. So look it's, at Travis's it's face. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like, it, it's ergonomic. It's well built. It, it you know, it, it doesn't just. doesn't play 80% of my games. Yeah, but you play, you know, it, it doesn't mm. play Nerf Legends. You can't hold it against for that, okay? <laughs> I had to. It actually <laughs> did and opted out. So. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah the steam deck is awesome so if you are debating getting one uh it definitely has my vote um i've been very impressed with it i played it for a couple hours last i was playing final fantasy 3 the the real final fantasy 3 yeah. which i have never played before i've played Ooh. one four five six you know the rest but never played three so checking that so out So you had played five i'm playing five right now i tell yes. you one game that works fantastically well on it that i've really been enjoying is the skywalker saga the lego lego skywalker yeah that'd be a good one for it i was you know funny enough i got the steam deck on the last day of the summer sale so i immediately got it updated went on the steam and i'm like oh man Danger let me go down i would yeah i was going through just lists of games trying to figure and i bought that i bought the bioshock collection i downloaded that hypercharge demo for that okay toy game that's you know kind of all the rage right now on on social media uh there, there's a few others i bought i can't even remember honestly but um yeah anyway if you're debating a steam deck uh highly recommend it it's it's very cool if you are it a fan of cool. dating sims and everybody knows the biggest problem with dating sims is the raunchiest ones aren't available on pretty much any platform um and so you gotta you gotta play itch.io you know and um the steam deck can play your itch.io game so that's uh my recommendation, you know, if you need to get into the really grimy, you seem pretty well educated. Is already soliciting for additional chat advertisements in the first <laughs> nice. ten minutes. Of the if you haven't car. heard of my new site, Naked. <laughs> uh, oh, Travis, my favorite critique of those chat ads ever was like they don't even have a link. What the hell am they I supposed to do with this? They don't have a link. Try, There's no way to go and do it. His, his company is still learning how to market. They yeah, figure just flooding podcast streams Ooh, is the way to go. I, you know? I, uh, yeah, they don't have like a profile you can click through on either. So there's they'll no be visiting us going. today. Don't you worry, people. Yeah, I'm yeah. Excited, they they, they wake up a little later, but they'll be here. They'll be here. I'm <laughs> sorry, man. They're interns. I don't guys, let me ask you guys, these Steam Deck dudes, something. How is the build quality on it? Like, like what? And also, when the drift eventually happens, what can you do to replace it? Because I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen a single controller that doesn't suffer from it or any kind of thumbstick, unless they use some kind of new module that I don't know about. Because um, I've replaced several of those <clears throat> on several different uh, controllers. How how is? I mean, it's I know it's early. Yeah, but I don't think we know the long-term effects of yeah. playing. With it Steam feels Netflix. good. It, yeah, it feels yeah. way better than a Joy-Con, obviously. Yes, um, it's that's not yeah, Joy-Con slide off. So, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, and then you can replace them, but they're you know they're still they're still that. I I don't I don't have the same problems with drift on most controllers that that you sound like you do, Dan. I mean, you're 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 doing four hundred hours. It's in my kids, so. my kids do <laughs> a lot, but that's also probably Cheeto fingers. 
and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, it feels good. It feels strong. no, it's, it's very well made. Um, I know if you go on their site, Dan, they do go into detail about the the construction of the thumbsticks and the module itself. Mm -hmm. They actually show you what's underneath and all that. It, it looks pretty similar to my eyes as to some of the other ones, but I don't have any problem with it. Honestly, my biggest problem with the thumbstick is that the actual thumbstick itself is a little too, uh, um, I don't want to say plasticky because that makes it sound cheap and it's not cheap, but it's too smooth. Like I need it. It doesn't have enough tactile grip on the thumbstick. Uh, interesting. Uh, but so then I'm very picky. I was going to say it's so hard for them on that because there's so many different like yeah. preferences. I'm very picky. I, I, I miss my little, uh, the, the what is it, convex uh, yes. controllers from the old PlayStations. Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> you know, you are that's crazy. That's like. terrible. Oh, yeah, okay. just what I want when I'm going for precision. Well, as long as we're going for the road. Yeah, you know, I also hate the GameCube the controller. GameCube <laughs> really? controller is a unique beast. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. Well, then most Nintendo controllers are. I get behind not liking are. the GameCube controller, but wanting to balance your thumbs on tops of uh, slippery domes is insane to me. I would not wish that I like to thing. balance things on slippery domes. I don't know what you think, Travis. <laughs> I don't I don't know what that means, but I'm it's provocative as hell. I, and Naked HD. Oh, they're not here yet. Um, what, a, what a start to the episode today. Yeah, we're working with good spirits. Uh, Dan, if you want to, I mean, you're, you're 10 minutes away, man. Come over. You yeah, can use the Steam Deck and just see what it's like for you. Might throw that <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I was it. I actually love it a lot more than I expected, which is rare. So I, I really I really like that. Yeah, it's uh, I don't have a lot of complaints with it at all. It's it's really cool. Anyway. Um, all right. What else you guys been playing, man? Talk to me. So much Jeez. Elder Scrolls online. Oh, OK. Uh, Hi, I, Isle. How's how I Good. I love I love it to death. <laughs> I you know, we talk about what I like in games and it's so interesting because Elder Scrolls Online has such a different rhythm and even a different rhythm than when I played it, whatever, whenever it came out, like eight years ago when I played it for about a year, like they've tweaked everything. I didn't play much after whatever they call it, one Tamriel where they stripped all the yeah. uh, level locks and things like that. Uh, but it is, you know, Final Fantasy XIV is a plot based MMO. Uh, other games are kind of an action uh, MMO. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online is effectively a we have a bunch of writers exploration MMO. Um, and so it's not terribly technical in terms of its fighting, but you can spend an hour and a half digging up treasure chests with a separate mini game to find out one piece of lore about this particular kingdom that once inhabited this zone and how it relates to something, you know, a continent over. And I'm like, it's, this is where I live. And High Isle introduced a card game that's a deck builder um, that is fantastic for this kind of game. It is fantastic. Oh and it, I, I can't turn it on without being like, there goes an hour. Um, so I've loved High Isle. It's, a set, it's essentially British MMO Disney World um, kind, of, <laughs> kind of approach to his own. And uh, it is all that I've played. Uh, it is every time I get down there and I'm, I'm, I have some time, it's like, what should I play? Oh, you know, I... I could do some tales of tribute. Oh, I can work on my scrying. And it's like, who am I? I don't even know. Um, but I've had so <laughs> much fun with it. Scrying right. is really addictive too. Let me uh, let me ask you a question then. Um, so I, I've gotten into Elder Scrolls Online twice now for very limited periods of time, a few hours each time, right? If are you returning to this from a very experienced point of view, or how? What's your opinion on jumping into that game fresh now? I just jumped in on it. I I, um, I hadn't played it in more than five years, I would say. Okay. Um, and uh, I, uh, you know, I had I had a bit of a hookup uh, from from my brother at Zenimax Online, uh, and so I got into High Isle and uh, I started a new character. 
and the intro is completely different. It might be four years old different, uh, but different from when I started. And it essentially sets you up with portals and says, what do you feel like doing? And then like the real trick to me is first couple of hours, it is aimless. Like you, you, it's so open and it's so flat in terms of you can go anywhere that um, it feels a little wrong. Like my brother and I were actually playing and, and I'm like, well, what do we, uh, what do we do? Like, it doesn't even set you up with there's a great evil or, or anything like that. All that plot line you have to go find from when the game first launched. And uh, otherwise it's like, what do you feel like? You feel like a desert? You feel like Skyrim? You want to go to the new place? Uh, what, are, what are you looking for? And that takes a little getting used to. Um, but it is, it's so great once you get there because you just go in and you're like, what, what do I feel like doing? I'll do a quest. I'll do a delve. We'll do a dungeon. I'll play cards for two hours. <laughs> um, and that's, that's that game is it's, it, it's as close as I can remember to like the old just sandbox games. Not that it's a sandbox. It isn't. But it has that kind of notion of you feel like furnishing your house today. I now have one banner in my one hotel room, which I'm pretty excited about. We'll get there, Hogue. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 so yeah i jumped in just now and honestly the knowledge that i had from like before the one tamriel was probably screwing me up because i'm like wait isn't dumbledore where's dumbledore dumbledore's here at the beginning of this game isn't he <laughs> and like all the rest of that stuff is like no 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 we, we don't think about any of that what do you want you want knights you he's want still there yeah no he is and i found that there, you yeah. get, like tapped on the shoulder is like do you want to do this kind of like soul thing with the anchors because we're over there if you want to Okay, cool. Right. Like it's mm. like like I said, it's like Disney people they'd be like, You wanna come come on the ride? This one's open. Short lines right here. Dumbledore's <laughs> ready to talk with you. That is uh, kind of a good analogy because yeah, that, that game it'll just be like, Do you wanna go and become like a super famous detective? There's an entire area of the map that's all about being a thief and coming up in that, and then they've got one for like the Dark Brotherhood and murder, and then they've got just everything you can imagine. The game feels like so big now and kind of so amazing. Big. It's, I, I'm in like the smallest area to start. I just picked one of the, what, what I remembered was one of the intro areas. And uh, it's like, I, you get to the bigger zones, they all feel like games. High Isle feels like a game. It's got 600 achievements. I, I've played it for, you know, 15 hours. I'm not even remotely close to finishing even the Sky Isle, the High Isle, like mainline quests. Uh, of course, because I'm playing cards for huge amounts of time, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it, it's it's great. I I couldn't love it more that the X kills it. I mean, it it looks great on the Series X. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I, it's all I've been playing. Sorry to take over there, but it's like I really have been super enthused about it unexpectedly. But I did have to blow past a couple of hours of like, okay, I I don't know, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. All right. It is overwhelming, uh, but it's especially fun to play with. You have like a just like you and one other person, or maybe two people to just play in line with, and uh, that's a game that I've gone back to. Actually, technically, I played every day because I always log on to get my bonuses and like do a couple things. So I, wanna, I, I believe like Travis it. has a task list. It's like, all right, turn on you know Fall Guys, turn on uh, Fortnite, turn on <laughs> uh, Elder Scrolls, turn on and just go collect my dailies. That's yeah. kind of true. I do. I do sometimes. I've been doing like one Naraka blade point match a day and like a couple of fall guys matches a game a day. And then I always log on to ESO to just like see what's up. What do they got going? You know, I got to get my daily reward. Uh, but yeah, that game is fantastic. It's it's sort of got a no man's sky type story because when it came out, it was very 
not good and and it's great and and weirdly i hear the same thing about fallout 76 but i don't have the same kind of relationship but i, I hear it's gone through similar transformation so yeah i gotta hand it to zenimax they stick with their games and they keep building them and and uh eventually are quite good so yeah it's good yeah. good game Travis, well, I would tell my brother i'm officially excited about whatever the hell you're working on that you won't even tell me about <laughs> <laughs> nice travis what you got going on man anything good well, we know Xenoblade, of course. I am but. 65 hours into Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I have just completed Chapter 3. You went mute. Well, he's, no, he, that was for a dramatic effect. <laughs> he, he wants okay. to establish that that's only Chapter 3, but unfortunately, mm -hmm. we don't know how many chapters there yeah, are, so we does, can't be yeah. as shocked and awed. Well, the first watch. Xenoblade game had 17 chapters, so... <laughs> Well, go get your side quest done, man. Go collect those people's potatoes and otherwise handle those things. I'm, uh, I'm playing a lot of Xenoblade. Am I? Uh, are we going to get the four I've paid you for? <laughs> I cannot say anything. <laughs> However, if you'd like to know my early impressions of the first two chapters of the game, you can uh, read my preview on IGN.com. Uh, watch good, the video, guys. Yeah, this this so. cat can write. Thanks, thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, it's all right. No. Well, well for, for a guy that's looking forward to its release, knowing Travis as I do, it is, at least between the lines to me, tremendously positive for, like, what my tilt is compared to Travis's and everything else. Like, it's it's starting to feel real good from that preview. Yeah, so we'll my, preview, my preview is all about the combat system, which, like, has been my sticking point. Probably the weakest part of some of the other Xenoblade games is the combat is just pretty non-engaging and, and rote, a bit yeah. repetitive yeah just very rote uh and and uh this game has managed to keep my attention for a long time because it keeps just adding layer upon layer of like stuff to do and keeps evolving the combat so that's what my preview focuses on is just the evolution okay. of the combat system and uh and it is it is without a doubt the thing that they've improved the most about the game so um yeah if you care about xenoblade that's a cool thing to do and then i'll have my full review at the end of the month but until then i'm just heads down playing that game so my answer will likely be the same for the next three weeks until the game comes out that i'm just playing a lot of xenoblade okay and, uh, yeah. all right cool dan after your 400 hours in horizon forbidden west which i don't even know how that's possible it's impossible i don't even know how hey, that's possible listen i played through it now three times why all the way through I don't know. I was just, it's just, I was trying to, <laughs> so I, I, I have every single, I have, I, I, I have, I got the very hard achievement or whatever. They're super difficult, which was, which is I surprising really, to me when I saw your post, but yeah, the way. super surprising to me as well. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it, it's, it's, it's not as hard as, you know, it's probably, like if Elden Ring had an easy mold, that would be Verizon's very hard, ultra hard mode or whatever the hell it is. Um, I feel like, uh, it, it's not, I got everything upgraded, like literally every single weapon, every single armor fully upgraded. So now when the DLC comes out, I can start a new game plus or whatever. And there you go. I'm done. Now, now to be fair, on, the, on my last playthrough, I didn't do a lot of the side quests and stuff. I, I didn't. I, had no uh, I would hope not. It, it was just bad. straight through just to get the achievement. And that was it. So, um, yeah, that's done. And and not a day after, mind you, they come out with the you know variable refresh rate support, you know the the fourteen, you know all yeah, the all the good sense. stuff. I'm like, yeah, thank you. They knew you were done. Yeah, they knew I was. They done. were actually <laughs> holding on to that, Dan. Yeah, they were like, Is he yeah. Finished? All right, that achievement pop. Let's do it. 
And yeah, then it released. I was like, whatever. I said, you didn't do it. But I've been playing Outriders. Uh, the World Slayer? Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. I haven't even got to that part yet. It's kind of starting oh. a new character. Oh, and okay. so I literally just got to it last night. I, or I'm, I'm at the point where I can start accessing it. You know, um, you can, uh, when you make yeah, it. Yeah, I, I know that, but okay. I, I didn't. Here's we the believe thing. in so, the full experience over here on the right side of the screen, Travis. <laughs> yeah, let me. Yeah, I, wanted, I, I, I had no idea what was going on. That was the problem. I mean, I, I hadn't played it for so long. You know, it, it really doesn't take that long to go through it. Um, really just even if you time. played it, I think you probably would still have no idea what's going on. But. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, just read for like your control. lore entries, people. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I if I would have just jumped, I, I read them. Okay, you gotta say. Let me ask you a question. You, you played it as well, Hug. Have you played the Trials of Triad Guitar? Gritar. No, no, no. I, I, I have, I, like Dan, because I was well separated from the time World Slayer came out. I bought World Slayer, and then I'm, I'm replaying, um, the, the from a, from a new character. So I'm, I've got a new trickster that I just built. But, um, Elder Scrolls happened. So yeah. like Outriders died. Uh, like I'll be back because I really like Outriders. I really do. Um, and they seem to have made tweaks on all sorts of things, like quality of life and performance and whatnot. Yep. But um, yeah, I'm. I don't know if I'll ever be back, guys. I don't know if every week I'm not just going to say, still in high aisle, yeah. hanging out. I did that for Hitman for a long time. That's all I played. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I like. I never, I never heard you talk about Hitman before, Dan. Interesting. Yeah, never, never. No, okay. no so I mean, it's, it's more it's about the great. Charts. I think, <laughs> I think they did a good job so far. I mean, we just this, this is just stuff for you know with like like rick said quality of life improvements it's just you know it's like the division two for dummies is that's <laughs> way to describe it it's 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 not it's, it's, like if you if you are kind he's of not right he's not wrong game, yeah that's kind of true i'll go with that you want to you know get to know how to build you know different builds and stuff like that it doesn't overwhelm you with a whole bunch of different choices and you can no. pretty much tell like what's you know really you know a, a good item that's opposed to a bad item there's it's not super in-depth but it's just enough to keep you interested to push on to that next story beat that you know you have no idea what it's really talking about like i didn't i, I totally forgot about the story when i when i started back up and i i tried to pay more attention this time developers and, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not really you I didn't mean, forget anything no i didn't you know and i, I was just like man i when I finished the the main campaign, I was like, "Yeah, that was the last guy." I was like, "What? What?" Yeah. Well, when I'm gonna get when I get to the end of World Slayers, when in whatever year, they're gonna explain everything about the anomaly and the magic and everything. I'm super excited about it all being wrapped up and yeah. understanding exactly what's happening on that planet. I'm super pumped oh. for that, right, Travis? Yeah. Oh no, that's not a great face. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. They do get closer. I just, All right. I, you know, you know, the thing that bothers me is not even really the the plot. It's the cognitive dissonance between the super series plot and the writing of the characters. It's Oof. like they were written by two well, separate Especially people. the main character. The biggest deal the that I always have is like writers. so sassy. He's just like, dude, what are you, who are you? Why are you doing like <laughs> exactly. these like little quips? It's, this, it's so It's this super, if you haven't played Outriders, it's like this super dark kind of World War One. The world is on fire. Everybody's evil, and then it cuts you to be like, "Yo, I was gonna say that line, 
you took my line. That was going to be my kill line. And you're like, where are we? Yeah, dude. It's seriously it's like the, the story was written by one person and then a separate person wrote all the dialogue and they did not communicate in any yeah. way. They just were like, we'll just kind of, we'll see what happens when you mix these two things together. It's so weird. Man. Well, what's, what, it's Bulletstorm. That's their other game, right? So it feels like Bulletstorm like creeps in to this like really like bit. dark war story like every once in a while and it's the weirdest thing yeah see bulletstorm knew what it was right and it played oh, yeah. into that whereas outriders tried to be something serious but couldn't get away from the the nonsense and it's there's, I put there's clip, one I put guy in there our, yeah <laughs> i put a clip in my review of this one scene in the the world slayer dlc where this the main bad guy just like kills a bunch of people and then shows up and then she's like how many of my men did you kill to get to me and then he goes only the ones who tried to stop me. And then she goes like this. <laughs> yeah. And like sits down and I'm just like, it's dude, what? Like, what? <laughs> then they have a picnic. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. With that, after we... the game, I know he's playing. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, we did get the confirmation this week. God of War Ragnarok is coming this year, November 9th. They missed a date we wanted by two days. That would have been so is much it, fun. Is it though? Is it coming? Um, you guys still don't think it's coming? Seriously? Okay, nope. just so we're clear. Last of Us announced its date and then changed it to three months later. The next, like, in oh, I remember. Weeks. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Games that have gone gold have been delayed. <laughs> Nothing matters anymore. I, I, that I, window is... my hands, it is not real. That's all that window say. is wide, wide, wide open. So if you were going to guess they're going to try to hit it this year, that's when you would have released it. Although I would have liked the irony of 11-11 just to pull yeah. it from Starfield. Outside of that, um, yeah, if, if it misses, if it's not coming together like in the next four to six weeks, they'll punt it to Q1. They don't, they know they can sell games in Q1. So they're oh, trying yeah, to do this because that window is wide open. They're the only sure. major release uh, right now, but. All right. I still think it's going to hit it anyway. They announced. And I think they might hit it anyway because Sony might just throw it out there uh, and be like, "Eh, we'll fix it in post. Um, (laughs) Uh, I I don't think that Sony has pretty much no record of doing that. They're pretty good about (laughs) days gone. Yeah. Well, (laughs) we'll see. We'll see. I mean, well, Days Gone had a lot of issues. You're right. God of War is a different IP than Days Gone, though. It is. And also, Sony's like the most willing to delay their game outside of like the fall window to just because they want to make their games good. So I I don't know. I I I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about Sony rushing something out the door specifically, but I do I do side with Hogan thinking that it's not real. I don't think it's going to come out this year. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh so November 9th is what they announced. Uh collector's editions. Uh, basically, uh, all I was going to talk about on this topic is what are your guys' expectations for this? Because we talked a little bit last week about this, right? And, and kind of what God of War Ragnarok would have to do to be a, a true kind of game of the year competitor to, to dethrone Elden Ring or if something else pops up. And we already discussed that. But for you personally, and I know that uh, Rick and Travis, you guys both liked God of War, but you did have complaints with it, right? Yep. Um, We'll touch on like everyone oh yeah we'll we'll, we'll get to that but for ragnarok specifically it feels like this game like we know the foundation of this game we know where the story is going to a degree right we know it's set up for this game what are you looking for specifically out of this that'll really kind of make it one of those top games for you personally social links 
<laughs> NFTs. Kratos talking about the blockchain. <laughs> or he uses the blockchain. The great blockchain is what keeps That's right, him. It's a block on the end of a chain. It's a weapon. Yeah, you have, and then you have some meta conversations about how effective and powerful the blockchain is. Um, yeah, no, I, purpose, right? My, you've heard me say my big complaint was that it felt like it was it was just a prelude, a prologue to what was going to be a story. Um, and so I'd like to see purpose. I'd like to see, um, uh, you know, focus on uh, the 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 actual story that you're wanting to tell. As as Travis put it last week, I think, uh, you know, not well, just well, not just circling. Not just circling so that you have enough time for drive time radio for, for Atreus and Kratos to talk uh, or those kinds of things. Uh, but I, I will tell you this. It has a great chance looking at what I've looked at. And I, I don't think people understand this when I like tweet about it. It has a great chance of actually exceeding my expectations. Uh, and that's a great feeling because my expectations, everything they have showed is just blanketed in sameness for me. So I am I'm hoping that... They're, they're holding their cards close and they've, they've got more. And they did that with the first God of War, right? They didn't really go into a lot of the Rainbow Bridge stuff uh, and things that you could otherwise get to and interact with. And I think that was a little bit underdeveloped in that first game. And I would like to see that blown out and have that more varied uh, approach. God of War 2, the original, to God of War was one of my favorite kind of expansions and transitions. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, God of War was focused. It was six hours long and this is what we're doing. And then God of War 2 is like, what can we do with that character in this situation? Now, we, we know what we're doing. We can blow it up. I would love to see that. I have my doubts, but that's that's great if you're the game developer and you want to sell it to me because that gives you a better chance of exceeding those. In, in my experience, that's that usually leaves me warmer than otherwise if you deliver something that's at all good. Fair enough. Fair enough. I um, For me, I want to see... One of the, it's a smaller complaint, but it's still a complaint is, and we've talked about this as well, is to your to your uh, notion of sameness, Hogue, I feel that across PlayStation's core IPs, right? And we've talked mm -hmm. about how they have that a lot of sameness feeling there, whether you're playing uh, Horizon, Ghost, God of War. I really want to see, or I'm hoping, and I, I don't think we're going to see it, but I'm hoping we see Ragnarok move a little further away from that and try some kind of newer ideas. Uh, get away from the same. And it's not signaling that at all. Right no, now. it's not. It's not. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping we don't get the same menu, the same upgrade and point system where you can kind of just add a few abilities here and there and you do this basic kind of, to almost to Dan's point about Outriders, like the, the whole kind of upgrading and, and loot system just felt very layered on top that did nothing for the game. In Outriders? Um, no, oh, no, no, really no, like no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. In God of War, like God it, it was, it was kind of like upgrade. Yeah, I did. I in his, um, in his comparison to Division Two, meaning okay. that the the upgrade component of God of War was very top level. Perfunctory. Yeah, yeah, it, it it didn't do anything. Um, and I really want to see them kind of dive more into it. If you're gonna go that route where you have the ability to upgrade or find things or do builds or or change your skills, make it meaningful, um, yeah. because it just didn't didn't do much for me there and then the the hub system i'm i'm okay with a hub world system that's fine flesh those hubs out a little more again they were very kind of uh you know just designed and kind of this uh very easy to explore system okay i check that corner i'll check that corner and then i'll go up this wall and i'll check that corner and there's going to be something hidden over there and hidden there and then i'm done and then i'm going to repeat that eight times um did feel like i i, I boated around that lake a lot yeah uh, well there's that too so i yeah i <laughs> 
again, we're not even to the roast of, of this yet, but I, I feel like there there are things from God of War 2018 that I hope Ragnarok fixes for me personally. But um, other than that, I just hope it tells a good story. I hope they yeah, kind of... It'll be a good, enjoyable game. We know that. It, it's, yeah. it's What do you do with it? Why are we there? What is happening? Uh, and and to, to you know benefit of the doubt it, I, I think that going from Horizon 1 to Horizon 2 really did blow out what their towns were and what their world building was That's true. and what their hubs were. Like, And they're not the same company, obviously, but you did see that specific advance in the sequel to Horizon. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope. Since you guys took a lot of the complaints I have, I'll just focus on uh, enemy trap. diversity. Let's try to yeah. make that combat yeah, that feel a little different. I don't want to walk into every room and see like the same four like winged harpies pop out and all that. Um, that would be great. Just like I said, and I would say that I feel the same way about puzzles. Like a lot, some of the puzzles are just like walk as slowly as possible over to that block, push it. And then, and that know, gets back to the down. Sony sameness I've talked about, right? Yeah, like, true, very... true. But you know, like I said last week, I just, I just want you to focus on the things I'm doing as the player in the game that <laughs> are not enjoyable because you're sp spending so much time just like getting that pacing, right. And getting that story, just like, just, the feel and the vibe of being a dad and it's like that's all great but like the game still needs to be enjoyable while you're running around and killing harpies uh, again but at some point i'm not going to want to push boxes anymore i can't remember what is it lost exactly. legacy where they have that the joke where they crash the box to the floor uh and the box breaks and then they have some dialogue that says i guess we aren't going to be pushing any boxes on this adventure like it's completely like out of nowhere and i was like I get what you're saying. Sweet. All right. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Thanks, Naughty Dog. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I never, I sadly lost Legacy. I, I never be, went back and finished, sadly. Hmm. Um, I hear it's a good one, though. Dan, I know, I, I, if I recall correctly, you're higher on God of War. Anything that we are saying resonate with you, or are you looking for something different out of it? No, I, I think you guys are probably right on. You know, I actually, I've been also playing that. I downloaded it and have been trying, you know, just to kind of get a refresh, even though. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. I don't even know how to say it because it, it's it's yeah it's one of, it's one of my favorite games. I enjoy that model, and I'm okay with sameness because it's 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 uh, it's my mashed potatoes and gravy, right? Comfort it's food, comfort yeah. food. I love it. Um, so that that kind of thing is fine with me. What I what some of the things I did like about it, like like just the seamless kind of transitions from gameplay to story through the cutscenes. There aren't like load screens and you're not taken out of it like everything just kind of flows really really well with that game yeah um, aside from like you know the, the fast travel where you basically run around a circle until you know somebody's done talking uh short of that in, in the upgrade system you know i i think you know it's fine i don't you know i'd like to see a, a little bit more in depth obviously uh i don't know if you need it necessarily uh but travis is uh, you know, I, I really, you know, agree, Travis. It, it, the, the enemies are all the same. You you fight, you know, the wraith or whatever, and then the witch shows up, and then every once in a while, and then, oh, there's, like, one stronger guy that, you know, it's just... He's it, a different that's, color. Yeah, yeah, it's a slightly different color. the boss compared. fights are even worse, man. The boss yeah, fights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's all it is. It's just, like, they need to do something a little bit better, a little bit bigger, a little bit more grander scope, but I don't think we're going to get that. I think we're going to yeah, get that. Yeah, my biggest fear is it's a sequel in the old-school model. Yeah, like it, it, that it, is my fear too. Yeah. Oh, I, I think that yeah. I think that's one hundred percent going to happen. I, I don't think they they. they I, I don't know what they think about games. They could surprise you, man. It's a very talented studio. So they are, they are, you know, and and you can add, you know, you have to add, not necessarily a lot of stuff, but you have to add the right things to, you know, 
to your point, Ains, maybe with the with the upgrade system and the, the builds and stuff, if you can just fix that a little bit, you know, if they add multiple or different enemies, different enemy types, you know, based on even just the hub worlds, you know, okay, over here you've got these guys, over here you've got these guys, and they can't mm-hmm. just act the same. They've got to be different. Make them re- region right? specific, yeah. Right, yeah, you know, make it so that you have to change up how you're playing as opposed to I can just swing my axe and just throw it and then that's it. That, that That's all I have to do. I, it, every enemy is basically killed the same way until you get to like a QT or, or you get to, you know, it's not there's nothing different even uh what were they called the, the valkyries valkyries really not that much different no you know? no and, and, it, and, ends, it ends as it begins i mean there's yeah. a whole bunch of wheel spinning that just is in the there dna is. of what they wrote um right, yeah. and so i'd like to see a more adventuresome story told yeah also yeah. um this is something i really didn't like is that because kratos is in a different world he didn't really feel like the main character of the story in a lot of ways. It feels like you're looking at the drama of the Valhalla setting and he, he sort of feels like a passenger through it. He's just sort of going like, Oh, these, this family really seems to hate each other. And it's, I would like, you know, Kratos to have more of kind of a role in the story and like a personal stake in it. Motivation would be great motivation because that game to me my relationship with it early on it was like a 10 out of 10 for me all the way up until that dragon fight boss fight in the early game and you fight that dragon and you're like oh my god this game's amazing and then really after that it sort of just starts to get really monotonous and you're just like dude i i feel like i've seen this game the story is sort of just taking a long time everything that hoax said i agree with and so yeah yeah it just sort of it sort of just kind of it plays with you and just goes we're still gonna drag out this this like they were getting that's not the right mountain it's like okay cool yeah Yeah, it it was like they were getting paid paid by the by the minute you know uh for for your playtime. so um yeah just a a tighter story and and just more compelling because honestly they can get away with it a little bit some games do that whole wheel sync thing if the gameplay can carry it by itself it's okay to not have story for stretches or to take a lot of time if if you're enjoying what you're doing but when you're looking forward to just i just want to get through all these encounters as quickly as possible so i can get to the next story beat and you're not really enjoying the stuff you're doing during that story development that to me is a sign that you need to work on the core the core gameplay so that's what i'm hoping but yeah good, i, I good really hope they're not just a by the number sequel they need to yeah i, I don't have strong feelings from what they've showed I, I i'm really surprised they just showed a video trailer of of nothingness for the release date announcement um so i'm hoping i'm hoping that it blows me away i'll definitely be buying it i will definitely enjoy it uh but yeah i, I want to see some new stuff and not yeah. just like here's a game where we explain who who blew that horn for 35 hours so i guess we can ah. skip out of war on yeah our- i was gonna say yeah we, 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 oh we've gotten we haven't even on. started on it yet <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> all right well we'll see we'll see if it hits november 9th and just a reminder um that june or june july 15th so this week as you're listening to this is when pre-orders go up for those collector's editions they announce oh, okay. everything else to go with it so uh yeah. keep an eye you're gonna get a hammer reigns of course this is not right. of course <laughs> i am there, there's no there's no it's all digital though isn't it well, they don't, uh, they don't in their discs. highest level, Sony never gives discs anymore. Mm. Yeah, that's been that's been normal. I don't care. I just want the steel book. I, yeah. I think the I mean, I I would like a disc, don't get me wrong, but I think mm-hmm. I, I've kind of gotten used to collector's editions not even coming with the game. Uh, I don't because, buy I don't buy it unless it comes with a floppy drive. That's mine. <laughs> um, um, God of War Ragnarok on seven million 
floppies. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah, the five, the five and a quarter floppies too. We're not three and a half here. Um, yeah, you gotta change it every ten feet. <laughs> I, I just, I just hope it does well against you know skull and bones that releases the day prior to it. So wait, it's going. I cannot believe that game is still around. November, I November eight. That game. I did November like. 8, yeah. I watched that gameplay like demonstration. Years. So I, it was around the same time, you see if thieves was going to come out and people were like, Oh, skull and bones is going to kill sea of thieves. And I was like, I don't think skull and bones is going to come out to be honest. And then <laughs> I, I literally thought it was dead up until like this week when I saw the that, news. that gameplay design trailer is wild though. Cause I, I feel like you could almost see like, like an archeologist, the, the 17 different games, this thing yes. was that is yes. now grafted into this Frankenstein monster that, Hey, could work. Who knows? Doesn't, doesn't feel like a high percentage chance, but it's like, oh yeah, and we've got a person here that could walk around the town, but also we've got like menus on menus because this was originally a boat game and and like, I, it was the wildest gameplay demonstration. I loved it. Go check it out, people, because it's crazy. So I think, and correct me if, if I'm wrong, uh, Rick, but they have a eight minute gameplay demonstration. Yes, I, which is, not, there's one that's narrated. Welcome to Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so bones. So I watched it as well. And then I was on uh, Chatterdays with Miles yesterday over at Windows Central. And he said there's a 30-minute uh, gameplay demo with the developers where they explain it. And here's something I didn't know, which is baffling to me. You ready for this? So only when you're in a town, a hub town, do you see your player. Oh, Otherwise, yeah, you are a ship. You could tell that. You could tell it was grafted on. So That's when you when you play with your friends, say like the four of us go to play together, right? You're four ships. Yeah. You're not four people on Tony a ship. Boat face. That is yeah. amazing. Which <laughs> I don't see how that works personally. And I complain. I said the same exact thing as you yesterday, Rick. I said there's aspects of this game that look cool, that sound yeah. cool. You know, you can see the Ubisoft formula. There's resources at it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of dev time here, which is apparent. But it seems like when you when you manage major pro projects, one of the big phrases you hear is scope creep. And I've never seen a game from a gameplay demo where my head was ringing red alarms of this is scope creep gone wild. <laughs> like they just didn't know where to rein in this game, and they threw everything at you it. You know what and happened I'm though, right? Because they come out. They say, here's Skull and Bones. You're only ever going to be a boat. And, like, the internet descends upon them. They got cupheaded. That, that's what happened. And then <laughs> and then they decided, okay, uh, well, instead of town menus, we'll give you an avatar. Except, like, the the actual, like, mission statement for that is not apparent at all in that demo. It's like, why, why do I care that this guy is walking up to the shovel shop? And now I'm in the menus for the boat? I Wait, mm -hmm. what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it because I love novelty. This thing looks monstrous, uh, and I am I am all in. I am I, I am very hopeful that this is like. Are they are they trying classic. to sell this game? Is it free to play? I'm... No, it's it has the typical Ubisoft uh, seventy, no hundred, and hundred twenty dollar editions. Yes. Oh, is it seventy? I thought they were going to. Um, oh, it's seven. What is it? For honor it, right? Does, didn't for honor wasn't That's for what honor I thought? 40? Yeah, go. For no, 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 no. For Honor was full price. I own well, it. I have the collect. I have the collector's edition afterwards. of For Honor. It was full price. Okay, well then I'm misremembering. Then they went free to play after, right? That's kind they of did. Way. Yeah, they did. Well, then I probably um, wait on free to play for this Skull and Bones. That's what you should do because this is the, free to play written all over it. I mean, so 
it's a monster. Yeah, I don't know. It Crazy. is November 8th. We did get the gameplay demo. I would highly recommend, based on what Miles told me yesterday, to watch that extended gameplay demo with the devs uh, to get I'm a in. better idea of what this game is. Um, but it's... We'll you gotta see. say, man. We'll see. I'm worried about it. I'm worried that when uh, it ships, it will find itself uh, underwater, you know? Yeah, you think it's going to submerge beneath the waves? Yeah, I'm a little worried about that. We don't want to see their chances. I, I, I don't think it's going to make the waves that Ubisoft hopes it will, you know? I hope no, your roast jokes won't. are better than this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I reminded people yesterday that I played that game, and I know I've said it here before, in 2018 at E3 skull and bones yeah i played um, it too i played it, it at that exact e3 yeah, yeah and it was like it was like black flag the game um which i think is the criticism it got which is why ubisoft took it back to the drawing board and they came they out of the have. tunnel with whatever this is so my wife we'll and i have a saying when we're watching amazing race which is you don't stop doing the challenge you're doing to go back for the other challenge all right stay in the course don't listen to all these idiots and figure out what you want to do first and foremost. But I no respect idea. to Ubisoft, they clearly th kept throwing money at this damn thing. So, <laughs> all right. You know what? You know what's funny? This is almost an indictment on like uh, closed door development because if they would have just put out the game that they built in 2018, then they might have been able to no man sky it. Where with player feedback, they could have just added on top of it over time. But instead, they just like took it back into the drawing room and. And You're absolutely worked right. on it, and now it's. Can like, you imagine no. adding the Avatar Island as like a you know a free update? People would lose they their did mind. The Steve's model, we would have <laughs> live in a golden age of live service ship games, and instead we yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you're right though. You're people yeah. are so uh, they they love it when you're like we got this brand new feature, like when you add a card game into Elder Scrolls. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Uh, let's get caught up on super chats. We got a few here, especially a couple that have been sitting for a while. So let's get caught up on these. Right out the gate with uh, the two pound super chat uh, here for the great game slander from Fat Boy Horror. Thank you. Only sir. truths will be spoken I in these quarters. Yeah, yeah, he kicked us uh, right out of the gate there. Uh, the got gate. us right away. So uh, Gecko Gamer also in the house. Yeah, with the five euros, uh, ESO does feel like a game of a bunch of talented Imagineers from Disney or wherever would design. Also, I will be going to Gamescom. Anyone else? Not I. Germany? That's awesome. Um, no, I am not. I do. It is on my bucket list of game shows to go to. And I loved my trip to Germany uh, two years ago. So I really want to go. Just this year was not possible for me because I have a family trip in august so uh, it was my favorite announcements last year i they have a good vibe there with the way that they show. do their opening and it's the biggest game show in the world people don't know that it, it's always yeah. dwarf d3 from a from a customer attendance or consumer yeah, and attendance. You're, you're counting attendees which like is that what makes a game show big you know what i mean you know like, what it's bigger than game shows that collapse and don't actually put up a presentation for multiple years in a row it's definitely bigger than that true <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Uh, thank you, Gecko. And Christopher Jetzer in the house. Yeah, with the $10 super chat. I agree with the assessment that uh, God of War Ragnarok, I'm assuming, mm -hmm. may not come out this year because on the uh, PlayStation Store, you can't pre-order it. Typically, it doesn't certainly let you pre-order once they provide a release date. Did they not that hit the pre-order button? That goes back to the July 15th thing. Yeah. Um, it, they, they, it, they, it is a very recent announcement. And also them letting you pre-order it also doesn't mean that the game's coming out. It could still get delayed and then you're pre-ordered. Certainly. 
True, true. But no, they specifically said July 15th is because they're they're doing the collector's edition pre-orders, everything at once. It goes live on July 15th. So uh, if anyone in the chat knows the exact time, put it there because I forget, but I know it's it's the 15th. Is that how they've normally handled it? It's a little odd to not just say, I don't think so. have the announcement on July 15th. I, yeah, I don't think so. I don't know why they're doing it. I don't, it I don't way, think but. they have it up for pre-order immediately all the time. It, I don't know. Like kind of normal. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. But thank you, Chris, for the uh, $10 Super Chat. Appreciate you guys. All right. So speaking of game shows, let's I go did. ahead and yeah. talk about E3 is returning in 2023, which they is originally it? said they were doing in 2022. We saw that happen. Uh, but anyway, the big they've said it before. <laughs> yes, they have. So the big announcement this week is they came out and they've announced that the ESA has agreed to work with ReadPop. If you're not familiar with ReadPop, uh, they are the company that helps put on some major shows such as PAX, which is a very successful gaming show, of course. They do Star Wars Celebration. They've done New York Comic Con. They've done yeah, others. The party people's planning people. Yeah, pretty That's much. Right. Yeah, so... They've said that uh, E3 is returning in 2023. It will be at the LA Convention Center. ReadPop is helping them organize. That's about the level of detail we have so far. And just to add context before you guys add your commentary here, not I don't know if you guys saw this, but like 25 minutes later, like less than 30 minutes after they announced this, Keeley took to Twitter and said, as we already said at Summer Games Fest, uh, we will be back in June of next year with a digital and in-person event uh in june so as we think about june next year and kind of e3 returning to the la convention center and having an in-person event and what that looks like and if you you know with read pop developing packs you have to assume the consumer focused approach is going to be prevalent here yeah it'll be much what more does, like celebration yeah so one what where does e3 actually go and what does that look like because i know travis we've also talked about how you should have media days prior, right? So you can do kind of the game coverage and everything else. But as I started to think about that, I started to think, okay, so Summer Game Fest, Keeley's going to host an in-person event somewhere. Mm -hmm. He didn't announce where, unless someone can correct me. Uh, in, June as, in June as well. So you're talking about two competing in-person major gaming events in the same month. What does that look like? Yeah, understand so the entire Keeley situation is completely shows what like uh, contractual fallout looks like. Like there's a burned relationship there, and, and oh yes, he's yes. dedicated to to combating it's his life's specifically work. E3. So <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Travis, I didn't mean to jump on you there. No, all good. That's a good context to add. I was just going to say that like this has happened before, where companies have announced, "Hey, I'm going to go do my own show at the exact same time that E3 is," and it ends up sort of being part of E3 at least. Uh, in effect, because it happened with EA and their EA Play event, right? That it's just it's it's a separate show, but it's just considered part of E3. It happens at the same time. I think Jeff Keighley has he's in a position where he has to do that too, because E3 is going to be big no matter what, because the ESA is involved. So that means that he's got to have a show around that time when all the developers are in the same place at the same time in LA, where he's he's based. So I think that uh, that will that will. Uh, essentially make it kind of part of e3 even if he doesn't want to because that's got the biggest brand and influence even if it's a competing event but uh yeah I, I, my main concern with this is that uh i just don't want them to forget that they're a convention for developers to meet and talk and for industry people to cover games and that sort of thing and that has been I, I gotta find my the anomaly gets great answers uh outriders face what was it travis it's something like 
<laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I I agree, Hogue, uh, that that I there is cause for concern, but I'm concerned. They they did a better job of straddling the line in uh, E3s leading up to you know COVID and the cancellation of basically just you know packing the weekends with a lot of developer events, and then they had one day where the show floor wasn't open to the public, and then they had four days yeah. where it was, and I think that. That model, um, it was annoying for people who were trying to get work done during that day. And there's a bunch of fans running around in costumes and all that. But it, <laughs> it, they still were, they were still were, you know, straddling the the fence of like being both events. And I, I don't know that a new partner taking care of of the setup of the event means that that will change. It certainly could, but I'm, I mean, as long as their mission is sort of the same, I would, I would be happy with. Right. And I'm saying this not in a vacuum, right? Because before COVID hits, the PowerPoint presentation of what the ESA wants to do hits, yep. right? Those right, links yeah. that I covered on my channel include celebrity activations and fan facing uh, costume contests and yep. all, like page after page after page describing celebration or describing a PAX. Um, and if the ESA kept that as their goal, because they kind of, that was their goal. People freaked out about it when it happened. And then COVID happened and they didn't, we don't know what the ESA is thinking for the yeah. last yep. three years. If they just said, and read pop to me's hiring looks like we're plowing ahead with what that was. Cause that's what read pop does. Read pop has a whole page on how they do fancy activations. I mean like that's, and which is marketing speak for, you know, weird stuff that makes sure your brand is out in people's heads. Yeah. And, and so if, if that's what the ESA is doing, I mean, I think the e, I, I think E three might blow itself up because I don't yeah. think Sony's coming. Um, I for for that kind of stuff. I I don't know what Microsoft will do. I I don't know what Nintendo will do. Um, so Xbox, and, not to jump in, Rick, but they're the, part the, of the ESA. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing about Xbox is is they take advantage of E three without really being part of E three. But to, they do to their shows point. near it. Yeah. Because they're they're theaters across the street so basically they have signs in the la convention hall saying hey come check out xbox at our theater and then they host their own thing across the street yeah yeah so i mean I, but i think you'll you, you could potentially get even further bifurcation especially if the travises of the world find it even less useful like the other side of that coin is if you blow it out if you actually resource the crap out of this so that it is enormous then you can get the media coverage that you want um, just out of it being the world's biggest party about this industry that we don't otherwise want to cover at our newspapers. Uh, but if we can put it in a week, all right. Um, and so that you do have the possibility of having this Los Angeles giant party, but like, you know, with, with basically, you know, fireworks and, and everything else uh, that would go in a different direction, but could get still get you to where, to me, the purpose of this thing should be first and foremost to highlight the video game industry as a whole and you need to laser focus media that's otherwise not paying attention to any of this on that period of time. What's been missed since this show died two years ago is that this summer, while we call it E3, is this kind of meandering drip drop of news items, which you and I and, and the panel is interested in, but doesn't get that occasional New York Times blowout on seven things that yeah. you know, Sony, Nintendo, and Xbox show. Um, so if you can get right. back to that, you're good. And I don't know that you need to make Travis happy to make that happen as much as you need to make it seem like it's a really goddamn big deal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think I think that's true. You have to get everything together. But the reason that it's been a media focused event is because media people hold the levers of like 
people knowing about things, right? And so if you do a big event and you invite press people and you show us stuff, then we'll blow up the uh, a kind of awareness. And for those who don't know, the ESA, it's sort of like an advocacy group of a bunch of industry publishers. So all of the people that you talk about who might go do a Jeff Keighley event, they have a vested interest in the ESA's event going well. You know, Nintendo's there, Sony's there, Microsoft's there. They're all part of the ESA. And so it's like them coming together and showing all of their best stuff, everything that they've got, so that the rest of the world who doesn't care about gaming, you know, the 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 billions of people who are not gamers, uh, uh, can can see what's going on and, and it gets people excited and gets investors excited and gets the industry feeling good. And I, I think that that doesn't really work when you do a bunch of just little piecemeal yeah. small presentations. And I, I think it, it does hurt all of the people that are part of the ESA. It hurts all those publishers if gaming is kind of perceived as like this going back into being like a niche, you know, little, oh, that's cute. They do they do little streams where they announce their little games. I feel like that that doesn't behoove anyone who's in, in the industry. So I, I want there to be a super event. I hope that it's E3. Um, and to Hoag's point, they don't need to make it a uh a a press focused event to do that um i do think that they need it to be at least dev focused i think the devs have to be there and and rubbing elbows and meeting and doing all that stuff i think that's a huge part of it so i would love it yeah Yeah. i would love that too i what i'd like to see is i completely agree with all your guys thoughts on on how they approach this and and kind of where that need is to your point, Travis, I know we've talked about this before. I would really like them see to do something where if you're not going to have these major conferences in the same vein, um, then have your media day be that weekend prior or even do the Friday and Saturday, right? Still do a media kind of preview event in the same hall with the devs and publishers for two days prior and then do a three-day, four-day blowout for fans. Um, I think just keep that separation if you can do both. If if you're going to invest in the space, the LA Convention Hall, have the developers there, the publishers, if you're going to have everyone there anyway, why would you not have a media day or two? I mean, it just, it you know, that, that would almost be a guarantee for the devs and publishers to just help get the word out. You, you want that. Uh, it would make no sense not to have that. We'll see. Yeah. I, if, I, if I had a vote, I would have already voted no faith in ESA's leadership. So we'll see well, what they do. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, they, fair enough. They're, they've yeah. been sort of stuck in their ways for a long time, but uh, maybe this is the wake-up call they needed. We can hope. They're bringing on a third party to help to help run the show. I feel like that's kind of a good sign. It means that they know their strengths, or maybe they at least are aware of their shortcomings in some ways. So. I just would have been happier with a more standardized B2B conference vendor than ReadPop. That's just me. And, and, and yes, so we'll see what pops I, I, up. I, yeah, I totally get that that fear. I just think it's probably not the game industry style to, to just hire like a B2B, you know, one of the people. They're good at it, folks. They can make things fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we will see. I, I'm very curious. Uh, your thought process around what Summer Game Fest looks like, Travis, is interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way before where Keeley kind of does something in parallel uh, and it's therefore takes advantage of E3. I guess what I was thinking is, Keeley seems to have, to Rick's point, a chip on his shoulder, right? I think oh, that's he does. pretty that's That pretty arena clear. contract went sour. Yes. And and with that, he's also, let's we've talked before very clearly about Summer Game Fest and Video Game Awards being sold as uh, an announcement shows, right? Um, to, to a fault, almost. And with that being the case, 
how does he attempt to kind of pull some of these major announcements away where E3 is known as the location for that? Or to your point, are these are the main publisher conferences and Summer Game Fest the announcement headquarters and E3 is just a show? Just, you know, just a show, go hang out. So uh, anyway, it could go either way. It could go many ways. I'm just very curious to see how this all comes together in the end. Yeah. So be interesting to watch. I will tell you that anecdotally, yeah, anecdotally, I can tell you that just people talk about E3, like, do you need E3 and E3's weight? Does it still carry weight? I've already talked to tens of people that are ready and booking travel because E3 is coming back. Yep. So I I fully expect there to be a lot of people that still have this, I want to go to E3 kind of mantra. I think a, a video game party is important. I've said I do, it doesn't matter to me whether it's E3 or whether we call it E3 or what have you. I, I would. I don't give legal advice in these streams, of course. But I would <laughs> in real life advice, just maybe not spend maybe not a, a yeah. high amount of money based on an ESA promise. Yeah. Get a little closer. <laughs> I'm, uh, and don't I'm, let I'm the ESA for... have your details either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. They can have Travis's for detail. Sure. They have mine too. They leak mine as well. Dude. Yeah. yeah, but I got mail over. Did did people reach out to you? I don't know. I don't you think so. You got like a personal letter of some I didn't kind? Get oh, I got multiple after the ESA leaked me. That was right before the <laughs> Xenoblade 2 fans got after him. It, it was Decay <laughs> Logos. That was my first IGN review, and I got a bunch of death threats for it because my, my address had leaked like right before that through the ESA. So, hey, if you want to talk trash on the ESA, I got a bone to pick with them. So I'm happy <laughs> to, right. you know. Yeah, it's start to roast the laundry. entire industry. Yeah, uh, yeah. There we go. All right, let's hit the super chat up, and then we are going to start flexing our our weight on some of these games because they are long overdue to be put in their place. We like to get to the main topic about an hour and 15 in. Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. (laughs) (laughs) Game positive, uh, $6.99 Canadian. I don't know what's uh, more exciting, E3 2023 or Angel's Open House Party in L.A., so this is a uh, this is a running joke right now because I was talking to the uh, crew at Season Gaming in our Discord and I typed out that uh, if E3, like we were just saying, if it if it does come to fruition, it is a big game show, et cetera, et cetera. We'll make plans, you know, go get a house, all that. And I typed all that and I said, you know, I'll organize it. Happy to do all this for everyone and whatever. And I put that in our open chat instead of the gaming chat. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> quickly, everyone's like, oh, open house party at E3. Ains is paying. We got this. It's good. Wow. Like, oh, man. Ains is palatial LA rental. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you were in our open chat and, and thought that that is what's happening, um, I'm here to tell you I'm sorry. It was an over promise <laughs> and it's going to be an under deliver situation. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, you know what? We're just going to jump right into it because I'm tired of these games getting so much positive press. Um, so, oh, wait, pause before that. I do want to announce the winners of our giveaway. We gave away two full price games of your choice, any platform this week. Uh, thank you for everyone who entered. Thank you for everyone who gave us positive reviews. I want to announce that the winners are Martinez Mostly. These are their Twitter handles, obviously. Martinez Mostly and cardiac drop i will reach out to both of you by dm to congratulate you you can tell me what game you want we'll hook you up but thank are, are you are we risking cardiac drop a uh, heart attack at all <laughs> hopefully not hopefully he's yeah. he's a okay. healthy individual he gets like cardiac boost from okay all from, right good yeah. <laughs> we want your hearts working out there in yeah. gamerland yeah so you say uh, mostly martinez was one of the winners yes 
That guy's in my DMs. That's a cool dude. There you go. There you go. So uh, as always, you know, just enter everyone into the RNG. We don't we don't play any favorites or anything. So uh, let me know what platform, what game, etc. I'll hit you up. But thank you, everyone. Uh, appreciate you uh, participating and sharing and everything else. All right. Now, you know what, guys? We're just going to start this. This damn trilogy has been getting praise for a long time. We've had internal debates about it, um, you know, regardless of what we think. Uh, is maybe the best entry. I'm going to start with the Mass Effect trilogy because I, I want to say right out of the gate, I was thinking about this trilogy this morning, right? And it screams of a trilogy where the developers didn't know what the hell they wanted to do. No. So you, you start with Mass Effect 1 and they say, okay, we want to build a space opera, right? A sci-fi adventure for people. And it's very clear they kind of piecemealed that together not a lot of good direction or design there. Pretty boring. The combat's poor, right? So then they go into Mass Effect 2, and they're like, we need to fix the combat. Uh, we need to, we, you, know, you know, there's too much depth here. We need to figure this out. We need to simplify it, fix the combat. So then they, they, get, they pull all the RPG elements well, out. They need to bring simpler people into the fold. Yeah, right? Mass yeah. Mass oh, too technical. So then they, they wanted to they, make it simplified. I, I get you, I get you. Yeah, then they oversimplify, right? And they, they, they basically make this uh, dating sim in space. You yeah. know, you walk around, talk to people, right? It's not bad. That's and then, problem. Travis, you're, you're <laughs> going against go. the grain here, <laughs> dum-dum. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have, all right, let's have the pause and Travis here. Don't say, don't say a genre that is beloved, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta... Yeah, but we got we got to pause here because we're an hour and 15 minutes in. People might not have seen the top of this episode, right? So this is all in celebration of these games. Ains is going to say some things. Travis is going to say some things. Hogue is going to say some things. Dan may or may not say things. I never know with Dan. Uh, but yeah. these are all games we love, and we're going to talk about why they don't work in certain fundamental ways because that's fun, and we're going to have fun with it. Understand we love Mass. We love Pac-Man. We love whatever else we might talk about on this stream. But that doesn't mean that they are above reproach, that they cannot be brought down to our level because they were made by human beings. And human beings are all of us. And Mass Effect is just a product of our own fallibility. And that's what Ains is bringing to the fore. Yeah. And what we'll continue to bring to the fore for the rest of this episode. All right, Ains. Sorry. Thanks. I just want to make sure no. people understand what the hell is happening. Yeah, you were you're good. I was I was so focused and enraged <laughs> by the lack of development insight into the Mass Effect trilogy that it just yeah, I, I started Nobody off. Nobody ever too talks high. about it. So. Nobody ever talks about this series. They just say greatest of all time. Yeah, and then you know, so then you know, they 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 swing the bell back this other way with Mass Effect 2 and make this simple dating sim. And then they're like, all right, we, we got to fix this again, guys. And they sit down, they make Mass Effect 3, and they try to piecemeal one and two together. And they throw in this, you know, homogulation of of whatever they came up with. Homogulation, I'm saying that wrong, but you know what I, I mean. I like homogulation. I yeah, I know. That was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> throw all this together, and then they're like, and we'll, we'll clean that up by adding an ending that nobody is going to care for. Well, because that way, they wanted to bring we can back. just erase all our mistakes. Yeah, we can devil's advocate that even though. I know we're roasting here, but obviously they were a little worried their audience had gotten bifurcated. They weren't all on board with Mass Effect 1 to 2, transition 2 to 3. They wanted to make sure that once again their audience was united. And what were they united in? How much they freaking hated the ending they came up with. That didn't make any yeah. sense. That didn't use dark matter. That just had a random child boy in an AI guise that you put in a memory that was already overwrought by the time you referenced it for the fourth time. 
in that freaking video game and is then the god king of all humanity with three endings that despite being a series that is premised on choice are different ending. colors of the same damn thing yeah. yep and, and then to top it all cherry on top they come back and say oh i guess okay maybe we'll try and fix that and then they overdevelop and change the plot again with a new ending that they add later in and a dlc um, that does but don't new- worry they follow it up with the classic that we won't roast today which is andromeda because it roasts itself we don't even have to talk about it. Well, don't tell don't tell Hogue that. Remember, he's a he's an Andromeda stan. Oh, uh, but yeah, but just because I like Andromeda doesn't mean that those Travis, make a lot you of seem sense. to keep forgetting the segment we're doing here. Could Travis you get on board, trouble. please? I'm letting you know. I'm just like, no. Be careful. <laughs> Travis is having trouble. trouble. <laughs> you want to reverse it? We have to do we have to do reversals. You have to tell me why Breath of the Wild is know. great, Ains. Maybe that's I, a different. I'm episode. all for this. I just I just don't appreciate that that Ains is, and Ains and you are trying to turn this into an opportunity to roast Mass Effect Two in particular. I roasted all Man, of them. It, well, we I mean, you, you focused a lot on Mass Effect 2. That's my See, point. look, you're ruining but, Okay, it. so we can't so even your have favorite fun. game, right? We you're got the poll. It. Mass Effect 2 is the most favorited by people, right? That's not on us, sure. and that's fair. You used that against us as evidence when we talked about it earlier. But that does mean that in this context, when we're talking about problems, that becomes a liability. That's what we focus on because that's the one people love the most. For sure. Mass Effect for 1's sure. flaws are self-evident. What the hell is that combat? Right? Why am I driving around a moon for the fifteenth time? We know these things. See, that's why two people need to have their eyes open. Though I think it's easy to roast things about Mass Effect that are bad throughout all three of the main games in that trilogy that nobody ever talks about that are just terrible. Like for me, one of the main things is Commander Shepard sucks as a character. Can I just say that? Commander Shepard sucks. The voice actors that do that are like lifeless. It completely lifeless to me. And it's like the most like personal. I'm a big fan of you just call it Jennifer Hale lifeless. Somebody just just I'm sorry, but it's because they tried to make Commander Shepard like this. You can make that person whoever it is and it ends up not making any sense. Like you can, the fact that your no two decisions are related to each other is one of the most insane things in the Mass Effect franchise. You could be like, um, I'm going to commit genocide casually. And then the next line of dialogue, it'll let you be like all, you know, alien life matters. And you can just choose to just make your Commander Shepard make absolutely. That's the Gollum playthrough, right? Yeah, you know it, it, yeah. yeah exactly. Another option. Really, you, you have that ability, like, Commander Shepard as a character makes absolutely no sense and is the most boring part of the entire trilogy is the actual character of Commander Shepard. And that's true throughout all of the games, which is crazy to me. Well, and and you you talk about that, but it also goes along with like their terrible dialogue system where you think you're saying something and it says something else. And it's suddenly what you thought was sarcastic is violent and like all this crap. And yeah, you have those issues with Mass Effect, a hundred percent. That's why it is so flawed. Yeah, it's honestly, I think the Mass Effect trilogy is one of the most roastable games ever because it makes all of like the classic dancing off- animations. Yeah, the yeah, it's got the it's got the really bad dancing animation. That's what I was gonna say. Of, like, oh, you know, damn, I'm sorry. He took it away. Yeah. It should have just been a rhythmic dance game and <laughs> in space, and we would have been we would have got so much better. Yeah, dating oh, sim with way, rhythmic dance. By the way, yeah. Mass Effect 3 is the one that you should accuse of being a dating sim because they actually added a dating sim as DLC. The Citadel DLC is straight up like a, here's all the characters. Now choose the one you want to get with. And it's an entire DLC dedicated. It, it uses like almost the entire playbook from every dating sim I've ever played. It's kind of crazy. And it was also obviously my girlfriend's favorite 
part of the Mass Effect franchise was that. It DLC. was a lot of people's. I mean, it was that was to yeah. me that was aggressively give the people what they want. Just exactly, it was give We're the sick of cupcakes. It's exactly what I just said. They had they got confused about direction throughout the whole series and kept changing course. Agreed. Yeah. Well, and those are the flaws of Mass Effect. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But they don't piss me off as much as Final Fantasy VII. You gotta be freaking kidding me, Ains. You get the hell out of here. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy seven. Let's do it. Oh, I could take Final took. Fantasy seven down a notch. Yeah. For it sure. took a beloved legendary IP. Yeah. Kind of. Like Final Fantasy. And brought it, it and legendary before seven, though, was and, it? And brought it on the the PlayStation <laughs> One. Avid added this cyberpunk bullshit aesthetic steampunk steampunk whatever you want to call it (laughs) get it right they they completely (laughs) went away from the whole fantasy aspect and just destroyed everything that made final fantasy special i like this segment travis because it's so funny because just like you were doing in the first segment it's like oh i have knee-jerk responses to like everything there but you know what ains <laughs> you bring up a good point because <laughs> final fantasy 6 has some of the most detailed pixel work that you've ever seen and it was thrown thrown in the bin to have freaking club-handed people try to fight a giant corporation in 1990s cgi all right yeah. where you have to wait a beat before the camera swings around with all the awe-inspiring motion of, oh, look, we can turn the camera up. And then you take your club-headed cloud and you try to get him going further down whatever road you're going down. And you're right, it's not the same. It doesn't have castles or knights or dragons. There's no trips to the moon at all in Final no, Fantasy VII. You get a big, dumb, spiky-haired blonde guy who's has been done 900 times in these With games. amnesia! Yeah. Come so, on! I, and Are then, you even and... trying to put a plot there that hasn't been used a thousand times before, Square Enix? No, it, it, it's, it's, it's it's an insult, an honestly. And if we're it's talking weird. about the United States version in 1997, the translation is not grand. Okay, no. that it has a lot of typos in it. It has very limited like character spacing in the boxes, so everything kind of becomes condensed. And you know, while the train we on don't make no stops is amusing, it also features some fairly interesting stereotypes of racial characters within the Final Fantasy environment. It's uh, not not even specific just to Final Fantasy. VII. <laughs> uh, and I will I will go a step further on you guys. I will say I agree with all of the criticisms you have of Final Fantasy VII. And then I will on top of that note that people often say Final Fantasy VII is the best. And I would say, yeah, probably is close up there. And, and guess what? I still think it's not that good. So there you go. That's how I feel about all the other Final Fantasies. Is I think lots of them are overrated. They're Old people like them because they did a cool thing when they were a kid, and a lot of their games are irrelevant, nonsensical stories, unbelievable characters, unlikable protagonists. I think the Final Fantasy franchise gets way more credit than it deserves. Now, we were going to keep these roasts to true statements, Travis. <laughs> unlikable protagonists. <laughs> All right. True statements. It's true. The whole, hey, the whole I, don't, I think really... if you took a poll, of what is your favorite Final Fantasy? I think seven and ten would both be at like the tops of like general. Six is going to win that poll. Six is going to win that poll like ninety six, times. You think out of six will win? No, I think se- seven wins, win. six gets second. I've done yeah. the poll. I mean, 
I mean, it's, but it's also you have to keep in mind who your audience is. I think if you ask True. like a really wide generic audience, you'd get seven and ten, and it's for the exact reasons that you guys know, which is that those were the debut games, the on tech those demos, consoles, yeah. and they're the people, they're the games that people know. They weren't they even good tech demos. But but they they were because they were the debut on those consoles. So they you, were. You, you, you missed the joke. It's okay. It's all right. We'll keep moving. Oh, I get it. You're saying no, that they're bad. The, the whole, it's too the easy whole, to get trapped in that is like an actual critical conversation. I love it. Yeah. I love this. This is fantastic. Obviously, Final Fantasy, one of my favorite series of all time, probably my favorite series of all time. Yet, Travis makes great points. It's obviously very difficult for modern audiences to, to engage with pre-7. Um, you know, I've talked to people about 1 to 6. That's a tough sell, uh, however I might feel about them. Uh, and yeah, Seven is a weird story. It is an amnesiac about an alien in a world that's alive. And none of that is actually described to you in a linear way. Um, so it, it is it is tough. It is. Ten yeah. is even weirder in my opinion. But all those, all the Final Fantasy stories border on nonsense. I mean, that's... That is 100% true. Yeah, yeah. When Seven hit, it basically is like, we need to really simplify this for the dumb, dumb babies out there because <laughs> this, they obviously don't understand what greatness is, you know? So, so everything like post seven, I think it's made for the simpletons. Um, no offense. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, it's, you know, they, they, they just throw stuff out there and people are just like, Oh man, look at the bright, shiny stuff. Oh my gosh. You know, look at these, the, the, the summons. They're so beautiful. They have nothing to do with anything. So, so it, it, it's fine. You know, Keep in the going. same way that uh i feel i feel i feel like seven was written by like a uh a boomer that didn't really understand what global warming or pollution was and then i feel like <laughs> I, I feel like uh 15 was written by a you know gen xer who didn't understand what a millennial who thought that they knew what a millennial was like and then they wrote that final fantasy 15 it's like it's always like out of touch people writing about the generation or problems of the of the one that they don't understand and anybody who's in that just looks at those stories and they're like who wrote this like is this made by aliens what's wrong with this game so that's my take on final fantasy stories <laughs> Melodrama and the supernatural is an acquired and often neglected taste. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed. Like, <laughs> thing, I'm gonna go that route. So, uh, all right, what's up? What's been what's been bugging one of you game wise? What game gets entirely too much praise? Well, I mean, I I did note aim when we were creating. Oh, I'm sorry, Travis. Go. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say when you were creating this list, I did notice that. There was a game that you talk about a lot that wasn't actually included on it. And I had to add it in because oh. I was like, surely, surely it was overlooked. But or maybe you just didn't think it was eligible yet because it's so new. But were we really going to uh -oh. let Elden Ring out of this? No, heck no. Because Elden Ring wasn't on the list that you provided to us. I did note that. Yeah, it was so, uh, it was just more of a non-recent list. But uh, okay. yeah, Elden Ring is on deck. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, this is a game in which. You are a, a rando thrown into an in, unintelligible world that you then take orders from giant knuckles in order to <laughs> complete. Is that not, not the hedgehog, by the way? Yeah. No, no. Although no. giant cool. voice knuckles, get it modded in, people. <laughs> Specifically, uh, two knuckles. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who? Who? You know? I mean, they are holy knuckles for some reason. 
uh, do what I say. Um, but if you wade through a lot of meaningless banter that you can maybe discover on your fourth playthrough, you could find a semi possibly intelligent story i think that that's being very nice to it I, really I honestly coherent. think like miyazaki was like challenging himself he's like all right let's see what these suckers can fall for and he just put a <laughs> bunch of random like words in a bag and he was like they're gonna worship fingers literal <laughs> fingers he's like can i get away with that and he just like he just did that and he was like how, mu how much who should, who should the pope be who should the pope be it's a yeah. turtle it's a turtle and you know what and they'll praise my genius i'll i have these guys every time on my fingers so much i'll just come up with the most incomprehensible shit and they'll love me for that's it. what the fingers are metaphor yeah. for they're miyazaki just hold on wait a minute this, yeah. controlling this you like a puppet yeah. yes yeah. dan this is real controlling you, you like a room puppet. and there are two giant fingers that's yeah. right oh. i feel like I we just covered dark souls like each entry right gets more bizarre and larger with miyazaki just figuring what can I get away with this time? Exactly. And, they, and each time we praise him more for his genius. When in fact, I feel, he's I been feel trolling like, us for 15 years. I feel the, the same exact people same way get mad about, at Hideo. Kojima. It's like yeah. the exact same thing. It's like he's just, we can just roll metal how in. far he can go with his fans still just loving it. And he's just like, these idiots. Oh. I we put can roll metal energy ads into, into my game and they still love me. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like how they're like trying to one up each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And and then, no. you know, we, we joke all the time about, uh, you know, speaking on that, right, and simplifying. We've talked about simplifying formulas. Then you go to Bloodborne and they throw this game out there and they say, you know what we'll do? We'll take everything we've done and it'll be similar, but we'll take away all of the core mechanics that, you know, we've developed before. So we can just make it kind of like a quick action game, which is easy to make. And then we'll just change the architecture of the city so it's dark and gloomy. And people will think we made a brilliant horror game. Watch. So Watch how think they brilliant this is. He's so edgy, dude. So yeah. Also, yeah, there's, there's old ones. We're going to throw in some Arkham Horror in there. Yeah. Some, you, know, um, you, know that, you know that video of those goth kids under the bridge doing a rave where it's like broad daylight and it's really awkward? Have you guys seen that video? <laughs> no. That, it, that, that video reminds me of – that's what I see when I think of Bloodborne fans. I think of like this really awkward – group of edgelord youth who are just like completely oblivious to how how like mid their their game that they love is it's so it's it's spider-man tree dance spider-man tree yeah it's kind of like it's very cool a little bit of edgelord i can't believe we're not letting we're not letting ains get rid of elden ring no 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 i just did you know i was just making a reference to bloodborne um but the good news is if you spend like 200 hours in elden ring Mm -hmm. um you've played a game for 200 hours yes true indeed dan yeah. there is I'm explanations available if you get to the fourth playthrough and find the guy where if you for, put an emote it's a full moon in a forest they might come and tell you a poem that could lead to a different guy and a different emote in a different mountain <laughs> I, I, i'm still He's brilliant fingers man i'm, I'm done i'm I, <laughs> yeah. my head no, dude, well, they keep terrible. that door from you. They don't want to see. That's the other thing. They don't even have the the pride of product to actually show you how weird and off putting they are at the start. They instead use kind of grail imagery and say, "Hey, you guys know like King Arthur and stuff, right? We're gonna keep this door closed, right? <laughs> You've seen some stuff about finger maidens and things, but that's just that. That's just 
that's just a statement, right? That's just a title. Don't worry about that. And then after we think we've got you, because we're not otherwise bold enough to put this out in front of you to the start, we're going to open that door. And then you realize that we are, in fact, the puppet masters with our hand up this castle's, well, rear entrance. And now you're looking and taking orders from, as I was rightly commented on in comments, three knuckles, two fingers, um, as, as you try to figure out what the hell you just got yourself into. That's right. Uh, very fair. I mean, I, I don't even know why you needed to roast it. You just said finger maidens. And, and try <laughs> finger it's the dumbest crap I've ever heard. And I've played Metal Gear Solid 5 for 300 hours. That's <laughs> now Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah, you want to talk That's about something I can roast. See, oh at least God. Elden Ring had the, the pride and purpose to finish their product, right? <laughs> Hideo just screwed off and decided to make a game about walking along oh, yeah, with Norman yeah. Reedus. Rather than actually finish the thing, he just gonna charge you sixty bucks for at the time. Right. Oh, so, is that the thing that he wrote, directed, directed, co-wrote, produced, co-produced that he lets yeah. you know about every eight minutes? It, oh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah. Well, you need to have yeah. the credits. You could forget that it's a Hideo Kojima production written by Hideo. Yeah, Kodima. and then you would like it less <laughs> because his yeah. name. You is might the, forget the, that most of the reason that yeah. you like the game. It's his yeah. name. Although uh, to Metal Gear Solid Five's credit, it didn't actually accuse Hideo Kojima of assassinating anyone. So that is an improvement <laughs> over the actual real world. <laughs> oh, Shinzo. <laughs> Speaking of Metal Gear Solid, let's start with the original. Yeah. Um, a game that uh, gets a lot of praise, and I've never understood why. Um, really? This is, yeah, this, this is just one of those games where, you know, you create this game, again, PS1, so people are just in awe. Oh, you know, we're, we're making these mediocre games sound amazing because we're on this new platform, and Sony's developed this new console, so I got to play it. You run around. The stealth aspect's a joke. It's not very well developed. He gives you a box to hide in, like, you know, uh, oh, you're brilliant, Kojima. A box. Yeah, no one's going to check that box for sure. And then you add these goofy sound effects, and you run around, and then he thinks, I'm going to be even more genius. They're never going to expect that the game is going to play back at them with this character. And that has been something that people talk about for 25 years now as if it's something ingenious that he uh, invented and has never been thought of before and that no one's ever going to do again and uh he's developed this reputation and uh none of it none of it is worthy or deserving wow wow I mean, well, okay we're yeah. resting so <laughs> uh i mean i feel like going after kojima is kind of like i don't know it, it, it seems kind of stupid because he kind of does it to himself like constantly like any of his games that are just, I mean, any of you've played any of them, they're just straight nonsense. I mean, there's not a coherent story in anything. You know, it, it, people, true. people, you, you can roast these things. Dude, it's true. God, I, I don't I even know if it's like, it's like wasting time. Like you None see like the stories make sense. He's like, the no, no, you see like yeah. a kid on the ground. It's like, you know, and he's like beaten and just like, you know, it's like, you don't want to go back and kick him while he's down. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, I mean, it, it, it's, 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 it's like piling on, like, you know, just craziness is it metal gear solid six where somebody's soul is trapped in somebody's arm and then they what turn the hell is into... metal gear solid six sorry, no, <laughs> sorry. metal gear solid two is it metal gear solid two, was two. Where, where somebody's in somebody's arm and then he changes mm -hmm. Maybe it was one. he goes do you have brother that one i think when i saw when i saw that cutscene, one with the vampire yeah it might have been the first one I had an out-of-body experience in that game. I think it was the second one, but it, it was. 
he's he's like it it was that that made me just go okay dude nothing nothing in this franchise makes sense like he's just going fully off the rails no, wait a minute it, it, are you suggesting that he named the lead characters in metal gear solid 2 uh jack and rose so that he could go on a 20 minute tangent about titanic 14 hours into the game because he did do that in fact in that game no no i'm not going to lean into this one right i will i will tell you what my complaints are about metal gear solid it, he takes too long um the cutscenes are over long he really loves stock video uh, if you want to see a lot of nuclear explosions metal gear solid is the place for you uh you mm -hmm. will find them in gray you will find them in color you will find them probably animated i think in some of the psp aimed games uh and Overall, I think my biggest complaint about Metal Gear Solid is just it's not long enough, right? I mean, like, he just didn't give enough content in there. Could have been more. Could have been better. Could have been more fulsome. And, yeah, I mean, how are we supposed to take fighting a vampire? Uh, ridic a ridiculous notion at the same time as you might otherwise be fighting totally normal things like bipedal armored mechanized platforms. I still remember Metal Gear Solid Five because a whale? I don't even know if I got to a whale. It's no, in the intro. That, oh, okay. Then I did. Flying whale. Oh, yeah. I was thinking yeah, of the part yeah, yeah. where, like, you're you're trying to escape from this building, and all of a sudden, like, a guy comes in on a flaming flying horse through the wall, and I'm like, "What are we doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is like an Japanese acid trip." Exist, dear brother. You will never <laughs> understand this plot. <laughs> well, it's the same as it's the same as Death Stranding, right? Like, it's clear that Hide one of Hideo's goals in the early cutscenes is to make you think it's completely out there and could not have any reason to exist in purpose. The, the, the wild thing about that is that Death Stranding, your mileage may vary, of course, at least explains what you just saw. Metal Gear Solid Five has a lot more difficulty doing even that. <laughs> well, look, a lot of Hideo's writing is just figuring out whatever lampshade he wants to hang on the damn thing, as brightly colored as it is, and saying that's an explanation. I'm not going to fight against that. Um, but at least Death Stranding goes and tries. Um, and yeah, Death Stranding, obviously it's a game that i love it's my number one game of the year that it released this obviously is going to cause a lot of consternation on this panel but i can fully admit that it involves a lot of walking a lot of long places and a lot of falling down and then walking some more um and you know that might not be everybody's cup of tea might not it's really hardcore roast There's that's no stranding colon I, I knew that there I was an attempt yeah <laughs> It is, it is one of the most thoroughly boring games I've ever played, and it is nonsense. <laughs> From Travis and, and that it, says something, huh? <laughs> and, it, and it does things that no other game would get would get away with if it was not a Kojima game. It, it Any other game, dude, if you, if you put Monster Energy ads in your game, it would get destroyed, flamed to oblivion, but it gets away with it because it's Kojima... And that game is boring. well. There's a cult of personality, right? There's cults of personalities yeah. around Miyazaki. There's cults around uh, Kojima. There's that that you can look at Knuckles, and you can look at walking simulators. You can look at Monster Energy drinks and his favorite bands that he just puts yeah. in all the time. And you know, some people may like to just sit in the John Malkovich headspace of where their favorite creator, but it doesn't necessarily help the content that's actually in their game. Um, so you know, I hear you. I hear you on that. I, I regardless of how much way. I cried at the end of Death Stranding. God damn it. <laughs> so many qualifying statements. Just hate the game with us. We're I know. Game. What is this qualifying stuff? And I, I, I what? I'm gonna I'm yep. gonna use this opportunity. That was to just a presidential I, will agree, I will agree with you, Hope. <laughs> Izaki is a cult of personality that I think doesn't help the games, and people should expect stories from those games. 
Uh, Death Stranding and Metal Gear Solid have a cult of personality that I don't think helps those games. The Kojima should, should he's a human. He, he makes mistakes. Sometimes he tells shitty stories or makes boring games. And I'll say that there's a similar cult of personality around Todd Howard. And with that, let us move on to Skyrim Oblivion Morrowind. The Elder Scrolls. Elder not the Elder Scrolls, Scrolls Online, by the way, which is not Bethesda. <laughs> true. <laughs> so, I think it's fair to say that Skyrim is the best-selling, most beloved one in general. General, yes, general of uh, this series. Um, People love Vikings. Yeah. So Skyrim, huh? Yeah. yeah so you're gonna, you're gonna take the majority a five of five-hour plot line already stretched out to fourteen hours, and then apparently <laughs> made a good fantasy <laughs> world. The plot is so bad. It's all the scrolls. What, what story are you telling? Dude, in that I game? don't remember any story. You don't. Where's the story of Skyrim? Go. go. Name a character. <laughs> Dragonborn. You know, wait, you know, the, you know the good thing though. The good thing what? about Skyrim is. It doesn't tell a very good story at all. But the no. good news, right, is that it took all of the awesome stuff that some of the earlier Elder Scrolls games did and took away those as well. So yeah, you, you well, have as that. Dan had pointed out this is a, this is, Skyrim's one of the simplification games, right? Yes. If you go back to Daggerfall, Morrowind, or what have you, Skyrim is the natural progression of push A to awesome, right? I mean, like this Bioware's not the only ones that are saying full rado, dragon bitch, and then we got <laughs> Skyrim, right? So. Yeah, there's plenty to argue about with Skyrim. Yeah, uh, yeah I can tell you the story. Uh, it features um, a dragon named Alduin, the devourer of worlds, who uh, comes out of a portal because he was sent forward in the future by the heroes that banished him to the future in the past. And when he arrives, he's like, I'm back. Well, I guess I never really left. You just sent me into the future because you kicked the ball down the court and made somebody else deal with your problems, some heroes you are. And then when he gets there, he goes, I'm going to keep devouring the world with all my dragon brethren who disappeared for a little bit now that I'm back. And then you kill him. That's the story. The story yeah. is the dragon comes back and then you kill him. That's the entire story. And then because they needed an extra act because that five hour story that is actually a one hour story, really, Hogue, I think you're being a little bit. Uh, I, I'm trying to give credit. Right? We can roast, but we don't need to be cruel. Yeah, <laughs> it really is a one hour story. To pat it out, their solution to make it a little bit longer is that after you kill him, you have to go to the land of the dead and kill him again. You have to kill him again. <laughs> you got to kill him again. You got to go kill him when he's dead. You know how that works. It's, one of the uh, best tropes in video games. <laughs> how can you sell a series to me? That is entirely based on the marketing of you don't have to follow our story at all, right? <laughs> all of the things in Skyrim are like, you know what? Actually, we'd advise against you shouldn't. it. shouldn't. You see a hill over there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But how many times have you guys something? bought it? That's the problem. Because they can't, you know, seem to stop releasing it in various forms on various consoles and different. It you sounds know, like I need to roast the market. Right. Yeah. It's like market. Come on. You're, you're they're drug dealers, <laughs> all right? They're going to do what you let them do. Okay, so when they release Skyrim the 14th time, think about this. Consider it. You don't have to do this. Consider not buying it. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I know. I, 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 have, I have a theory that Todd Howard was like, you see that mountain? You can climb it. Maybe you should climb it. Maybe you should do anything except for play the story. <laughs> yeah. please, please. Please. Get distracted. That mountain. <laughs> Our environmental <laughs> artist. Our environmental artists are the tops, and we also have right. Yeah. Now, now do everything you just did as a vampire, and or werewolf. Because yeah. 
Wouldn't it be more fun if you were a vampire? <laughs> Again, distract, distract, distract the player from the lack yeah. of what we've created here. Yeah, Elder Scrolls, including the Elder Scrolls Online, which I started out by saying uh, is is funny, is almost an entire like masterclass in distraction. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's like don't ever focus on any of these things too much because if you were to just really laser focus on any one thing we're doing you'd probably realize it's maybe discount store versions of the things you actually like. But if yep. we do those 50 times that, oh, you play the card game. Oh, you join the Fighters Guild. Oh, you do this. Oh, you do this. There's a mountain over there. So whatever the hell Travis was saying about time-traveling dragons, it's all <laughs> in there. And nothing actually, is fully baked. But if you give somebody a bunch of rotten bread, maybe that counts as a full yeah. sandwich. The Elder Scrolls is really a hometown buffet as a game. It does a million things, but it does none of them really well. It just <laughs> except for the roles. It has really but good. People roles. are so people are so <laughs> impressed by the plethora of the buffet that they're overwhelmed and they're like, "Wow, this is the best thing I've ever had." But if you actually look at, you're eating like the worst pizza and the worst pasta and like just these garbage foods. But there's so many of them. You have so many options that it, it must be a great experience. That's Elder Scrolls in a nutshell. Get excited about Starfield. <laughs> and speaking of games that sell themselves to you 40 times and are just known for their breadth, Grand Theft Auto 5 is on this list, I saw. Right? Oh, Grand Theft no. Auto 5 still making a ton of money for its its parent company, Take Two, oh, uh, and, and Rockstar. And they just recently, of course, abandoned their other games because, and I'm not kidding on this, the other game only sold 45 million copies to people that otherwise <laughs> might want to play it online. And honestly, that's just not enough money for us. So we're going to continue to sell you shark cards. I believe I got that phrasing right. While also introducing the world's worst seventh graders social caricature of what politics and commentary actually look like. But we're not even going to do that in a fulsome way. We're instead going to separate that into three plot lines so that nothing makes sense. But if you want to burn things down, you can without ruining the reputation of the characters. We're going to try to plausibly tell a story with. And we're going to sell it to you as many times as Todd Howard wants you to buy Skyrim. And please buy your shark cards here. Yeah. Yep. I'm convinced Amen. that GTA yeah. Online is a pyramid scheme. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how, but the, the, the model. Yeah. The fact that they're selling me shark cards for this long, something mark mark the words. Somebody is going to prison from Rockstar in a couple of years, and it's gonna be like a there was a great fraud. We don't know how he did it. He pulled off the scheme. An Enron-like collapse is a coming. Something is sus about that whole that whole business model. You have to admit, like when it's number one again for the next quarter, and you're like, "All right, how many gamers?" How, what? And, and it's like, "Well, there's just more 18 year olds." It's like, okay, but like, like it's it's in the top ten every quarter, always, forever. <laughs> forever. It doesn't matter what Rockstar does. They sell you a cowboy game, Grand Theft Auto, still in the top ten. They sell you god awful remasters. No, nope, doesn't matter. Grand Theft Auto in the top ten. Those god awful remasters actually cancel other projects as it's been leaked out because they're so crap at making games now because they made that <laughs> one game ten years ago and just keep selling it to you again. Doesn't yeah. matter. Top ten again. All right. Who the hell's buying this stuff? I don't know if it's a Ponzi or pyramid scheme, Travis, but you know it could be money laundering. What the hell is <laughs> happening thing, here? All I'm saying is, in, in 20 years or so, there's going to be a Panama Papers-like release. People are going to be like, "Wow, got GTA Online, all smoking mirrors." The FBI PowerPoint of where the money went. 
and how exactly when you helped gay Tony build his nightclub, that was actually (laughs) money going to Contras somewhere. I don't know. (laughs) It's a a reckoning's a coming, Hogue. We're all all being played for fools. (laughs) For the record, this has been a disclaimer that these are not allegations of any wrongdoing by Rockstar, Take-Two, or any other subsidiary or parent (laughs) companies. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for that. Appreciate that. All right. Pause to catch up with some super chats. Oh, Take a breath. Also, a friendly reminder while we catch up on super chats that we love all of these games and we are not toxic personalities. We are simply having fun seeing if we can take down our favorite games. Yes. This has been what's wrong with your favorite game. What's Didn't wrong with you your favorite game? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I saw a couple of people in chat like, oh no, like you know, getting offended. <laughs> like, uh, no, no, read the read the header there. This is for fun. Yeah. Yeah, when, when, right. once a year we, we need to do this just to blow off some steam. I'm we're very come generally positive people. Make it obvious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Gio Rio with the 10 euros. Uh, please, bros, Elden Ring, Arkham Asylum. Check. You haven't done that. Yeah. Last of Us, yeah. Mass Effect 2, etc. Don't worry. Bat- Batman and uh, Joel and Ellie are going to have their day. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, that's right. Arkham's on the list. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. Thank you, Gio. As always, appreciate you. Uh, this is an older one, so <laughs> sorry about this. Oh, I'm still sneaking into that house somehow with the $10 super chat. <laughs> He's just referencing Fantastic. my E3 house that I advertised yeah, nice. in our open chat. As soon as I get that uh, address, I will be sending it. Uh, I'll send you an address in LA. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm going to think where that's going to end up. If it says it's in Skid Row, just ignore it and continue on. Yeah. You'll make it. Yep. Um, Bizzle, oh, thank man. you, man. Uh, okay. Roka. Rokus Roketsu? Is that right? 86? Roketsu, 86. Okay. Just popping in real fast between a couple of chores I'm doing this morning to say I need to hear Hoag's takedown of Chrono Trigger in the video on demand later, or I'm going to be sad. Preternaturally precocious teenagers are the only saviors of the world with a time travel device that seems to be created by the janitor from Scrubs and his overly precocious <laughs> daughter, while adults do nothing except destroy the world as you bring in not just cavemen, not just futuristic robots, but a freaking vampire into your party? Who the hell had tone control on this game? <laughs> <laughs> That's well very played, good, sir. That, that was epic. That was yeah. epic. Well played. There you go. Thank you, Roketsu. Appreciate it. I knew you. it wasn't on the list already, so I was like, oh, we'll just we'll just throw it down. Wing it. Yeah, <laughs> just wing it. Gecko right. back in the yeah, house. Yeah, a couple back-to-back uh, for Gecko. Uh, I wonder uh, what will happen when Resident Evil 6 and Metal Gear Solid have a baby. Ooh. Uh, Death Stranding will happen. <laughs> <laughs> Not nearly enough combat in Death Stranding for that. That's yeah, true. That's true. <laughs> Although Norman Reed is doing some of those like wrestling moves against some of the the people in the the, the monsters ink Riyadh jackets yeah. would be interesting. <laughs> and the follow up. Yep. Oh, do you think that Mafia Three is better than GTA Five? This is not sarcastic or parody content. Yes. I'm with <laughs> you, man. That's I'm with you on that one. It's a crazy take. I mean, better at what? Better at story? Yeah. Narrative. Narrative, I agree 100%. That's not what he said, though. Uh, uh, soundtrack. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, boy. All right. That's Super Chat. Thank you. Yeah. Mafia 3. Okay. All right. Why don't we talk about a little game called Bioshock? Mm. Why? You know? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is a series that. <sighs> When you look up like pretentious in the dictionary, yeah. you know, you, you in many dictionaries, at least in 2022, you see a picture of Ken Levine. Yeah. 
Yep. And Ken Levine on display in Bioshock One and 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 Infinite in particular of just trying to tell a story so far above their weight as a capabilities. Their capabilities. capabilities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And the reflection of these uh, concepts. and kind of mixing that with a pseudo horror first person something that Which has a lot of vending machines. Why are there yeah. so many vending machines? Broken um, down society. We played it a million times. Dystopian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just. But it's uh, underwater, guys. I know. It's un- There's oh, a fish out the window. I get it. Also, I read this <laughs> book in high school and I kind of remember a little bit. And I thought it was dumb. So here's the game. Here's the game version. <laughs> Atlas shrugged. Didn't like it. Not a fan. Uh, here's my takedown of, uh, of of Bioshock. I played Bioshock the remaster. I think it was like the 20th anniversary or something like that. Yeah, or 10th anniversary. The resale. It was. A lot of and these are resold. Resales. Yeah, yes. resold. <laughs> and in that version, they they put these reels everywhere that you can find that have clips of a documentary where you can watch, and they're talking about uh, how they made Bioshock in them. I reviewed the game, and so I had to go and find all of those reels. And I effectively, because of that, watched a three-hour documentary about the making of Bioshock in clips while I was playing Bioshock, which is the most pretentious way to watch a documentary is by hiding it in your game that you <laughs> that is hailed as one of the best games ever and then making them replay it in order to watch the documentary. But that's how they delivered the, the documentary to you. In it. They'd reveal that Bioshock is basically a comedy of errors wherein because of budget constraints and lack of development capabilities, they fell into a game that people loved. And a couple examples include the fact that it, the game is set underwater because they originally wanted to do it in space, but their technology was so bad they couldn't have the draw distance of space. So they put it underwater. That way, when things are blurry and murky from far away, the player it's will just, just go, like, oh, it's water. So you can't see it as well. And that it, it, it literally, that's only one example in millions of examples. Like they fell upon the story. They were trying to figure out, well, why would somebody build a city underwater? This doesn't make any sense. And then they basically were like, well, maybe it's like a super libertarian. I don't know. And they, they sort of made up the story after they had already developed the game and the setting, which, which if you think about that, like they just accidentally made that. And then also that's why it's so superficial. Used, <laughs> it's super superficial. And then in, in, uh, in a lot of the, uh, cut scenes, they, they, it's, clear that they had a lack of technology they don't let you meet any characters in person in, pe- in person you know talking over the radio and in the one heavy. part in the one part where you meet somebody she's like in silhouette behind a piece of glass and they actually used a a splicer t- to represent her and in the documentary one of the creators goes, well, we didn't have the technology to create an own mo- a model for a character. So we just used a splicer and we cast her in darkness and we figured, oh, maybe people will think it's noir. That's literally <laughs> what they say in the documentary. <laughs> and that's literally what I thought because I was a stupid high schooler and I thought, oh, it must be an intentional decision. And no, right. it's right at the stupid yeah. high school level. It's aimed directly there. It was for you, Travis. And, and it worked <laughs> like a charm, but I will say that... Uh, Bioshock, you you fell into a game and got super lucky and that it came out to to be one of the most beloved games of all time because there were a million things that it, it had nothing to do with talent. You accidentally made a great game through a comedy of errors. So that's what I have to say about that game. A non-roast roast from uh, Mr. Ty Guy. That's a roast? <laughs> 
That's a I, you accidentally made one of the most beloved games I've ever made. <laughs> accidentally <laughs> is the key word there. Bioshock <laughs> builds off the shoulders of betters. It uses the name of better games. It uses the ideas of better games and honestly more well thought out concepts from both socio philosophical and political ideas. And yes, I said both for three things. It's all right. <laughs> and it doesn't provide anything in terms of additional or new gameplay. It's like 80% of a good first person shooter with 50% of good philosophical ideas, but all with the pretension baked so heavily on that you're like, wow, that's deep. What if we did throw off the shackles? Would we all die if giant submarine men and the little girls with worms in their heads came and killed us? I think we would. Wow. <laughs> and with bifurcated endings that are all good or all bad that don't mean anything, so that at the end of the day, all you have is all the creative juices that went into naming something based on Ayn Rand, Andrew Ryan. Nailed it, folks. Knocked it out of a little, yeah. little bit on the nose on that one, guys. On <laughs> Gotta say, yeah. I mean, it's 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 you know, like you said, it's Ken, man. I mean, he's like the Christopher Nolan of video games. So super pretentious. <laughs> uh, sorry for any Christopher Nolan fans out Dragon there. Dragon movies. He, yeah, I'm just gonna throw it. I, I can't stand that guy. All it is is it's it's self righteous garbage, and it, it's just, he's, he's got his head so far up his ass. Sorry, pardon my French, but you know. When he farts, he whistles. You know that's 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 how bad this guy is, and, and it just proved it. You know, and expounded on it with Infinite. You know, it, it's just I enjoy every once in a while a nice message in a video game or or some kind of political commentary. You know what? There, there comes a point where it's just like, hey, look how smart I am. Here's my video game, and that's what Bioshock <laughs> is, unfortunately, for most people. So it is a shame. It is a shame. shame. It is. Shame. It is. Yeah, I actually have a friend whose favorite game is Bioshock, but he doesn't understand the story at all because he's really stupid. And so to him, it's just a game where See? you have a gun in, in one hand and powers in another. And he's my favorite Bioshock fan because everything goes over his head. He's never read Ayn Rand. I don't think he's ever read a book. And he so he's just he just plays it and he sees it only at face value. He's like, it's cool. I like those big submarine guys that you have to fight up. <laughs> like, that's like his whole perspective on it. And talking to him about Bioshock is so funny because I'm like, oh, you sweet summer child. To be in your head and just enjoy it and have no no ambition for it having any meaning beyond just, oh, I like shooting lightning out of my head. That's cool. Yeah. Um, man. All right, boys. What game, what game are you itching to talk on? Witcher 3. Um, Witcher 3. Yeah, Witcher 3. We got to Witcher 3. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're, you're talking about a game that requires institutional knowledge of two games that came before that were even worse than the game <laughs> that we're going to talk about today. Handbooks. <laughs> we're going to talk about a primary character whose best attribute is that he seems to be over this shit, and you should be too. <laughs> the entire game. With kingdom names that are so Byzantine and unfigureoutable that you won't have any idea where you're standing on the world map or the second equally large world map by the time that you get done reading that lore entry that was also written for apparently length and doesn't use paragraph breaks. This is Witcher 3, ladies and yes. gentlemen. And if that all sounded good to you, well, we haven't even started talking about combat that involves you dancing around like a ballerina, not just at the start of the game, but through the entirety of its 150 hours if you want to see really just the main stuff in this overbloated Ubisoft mess of a 
fantasy game that doesn't include any normal fantasy stuff. Where even is Poland? I don't know. Which are three? You guys, CD Projekt Red, you made uh, horse mechanics that are so bad that I wish I didn't have a horse in the game. Uh, you, you make Skyrim's horse mechanics look good. Uh, and um, God, you, Travis, you, easy. You, yes, I'm going on. I'm going uh, you Oof. named your land the continent uh, in a move so so removed from any creativity that it makes Middle Earth seem like it's an interesting name for a place. Uh, and uh, yeah, your your <laughs> your uh, your combat is uh, is measuring ten times and cutting once, uh, as if you were trying to put your players to sleep. Uh, well before they ever entered the monster. That's why battle. you have to meditate before you even get in there. You got to yeah. go to sleep to even go into combat. <laughs> you got to, yeah, yeah. You got to go to sleep. Yeah. And uh, I went to sleep with Geralt during that meditation. Yeah. Wait, sleep with Geralt? That didn't yeah, sound Yeah, I'm sure you, you have, sleep with Geralt. I love okay. Geralt, guys. Geralt of Rivia. I'm not, yeah, I'm not even blaming you on that one, buddy. <laughs> in that bathtub, baby. Pretty much the most riveting parts of the game to begin with. Uh, once you get through the 20 hour intro, of course, uh, if you still yeah. remain with the game at that point, uh, and very clearly CD Projekt Red, uh, you know, took inspiration from a series of books and somehow over the course of three games failed to really capture any of the true essence uh, within these games of what those were to be about. So uh, it's it's a pretty, pretty good job of uh, taking a trilogy. Again, we're, we're kind of on a trilogy by accident here um, and, and kind of reshaping course and never landing in the proper destination. Let's just remember that CD Projekt started this masterpiece of artistic impression out by having a game that featured collectible cards for your sexual conquests. That, ladies and gentlemen, is The Witcher. So I don't want to aggrandize that kind of behavior, let alone I everything do. else that goes into Witcher 2 or Witcher 3. I do want to aggrandize that type of behavior. <laughs> As somebody who has, has printed collectible cards for all of the sexual conquests in real life, <laughs> First of all, I love. Like, in my head, I really go. Big oh, that did, deck. You, did you ask off a photo, and then did you contract yeah, out for some You did say deck. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's a two-card deck. The deck is right. Yeah. I give it a two. I give it a two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, you know, if you look at it in the right light, it looks a lot thicker than it is. <laughs> but taking it down a notch, my deck, just my deck with an E, guys, it looks a lot thicker than it is. Witcher uh, 3's main plot, since we com commented on this in Skyrim, is so the opposite, so long and overwrought and repetitive that by the time you get to the end, you don't have any idea where you started. It is no surprise why Witcher 3 is much, much more beloved for its side quest content, right? You could talk about the Bloody Baron to anybody that's ever played Witcher 3. You ask him what the hell ever happened with Siri, you don't know. Why? Mm -hmm. Because it's so damn long and because they have so much quote-unquote choice that the narrative reins are completely removed from any ability to tell a decent story at the end. So your ending might be different, but it might just suck. And they have no idea what your ending was because they have 4,000 variants of 17 different endings. And who knows what happened to Siri and what made the most sense. We know the Bloody Baron plotline because everybody basically went through it in roughly the same way. That isn't a game worth celebrating. That's a game that wastes your time and asks you to love it for the privilege. Yeah. And then they then they added two DLCs, which is longer than most, which are mostly longer than pretty much any other single player yeah. game out there. They really are. Here, we gave you all this <laughs> they are. crap. They are. Here's some more. 
you know, and it's just as nonsensical. I still don't remember any of it. It's just got to the point. You're right, Hogue. I mean, I don't even remember what happened at the end of The Witcher 3. I mean, I yeah, I do remember the Bloody Baron, though, because it was, you know, that weird <laughs> Ice boats, Ice boats, yeah. Chosen One Girl, Ray Skywalker, Dimensional Portals, reference to their cyberpunk product, credits. Mm. Nailed it. That's about it, man. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yep. And we'll, 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 oh, sex on a unicorn. Let's not skip over that. Oh, okay. yeah. Come right. on. But that was done by the midpoint of the game, man. We're talking yeah, about the really? very ending here. I feel like yeah. That, well, yeah. Uh, I get. I get what you're saying. You're summarizing the ending. Got it. <laughs> uh, well, we might as well add the super chat while we're at it from Mr. Sarko himself. Yeah, Witcher Three. Follow along uh, with an ill-tempered Ill. homeless yeah. man in desperate need of a lozenge <laughs> and his uh, bond band, band of charlatans. Uh, as they fancy chop and magic stuff. <laughs> All right, man. That sounds Summer like a box. Uh, that, that's pretty good. Get that yeah, on the three. Yeah. <laughs> also, Witcher Two is better. Oh, okay. Assassins of Kings. Lot. Yeah. Well, again, we talk about focus. Witcher Three, Grand Theft Auto Five, Skyrim, open worlds, fantastic people, but like have some focus for God's sakes. Next, you're going to tell me that Red Dead Redemption Two has a decent story for God's sakes. Oh, well. Dang. We've talked about unfocused. We've talked about pretentious. We've talked about wasting players' time. Red Dead 2. Yeah. Let's do it. I submit my case. <laughs> that's, that's the whole case right there. Red 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 What's the next game, guys? A game yeah. more interested in making sure the physics on its horse's balls are correct than making sure that it tells you a story that's worth telling. And if you have the temerity to you step off a mission track by that's one or two steps it will just get you right back out to the beginning of the mission because if you're not doing what these directors who know best want you to do, well, then you're not playing their Red Dead Redemption 2 game at all. It is uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a game that's so slow, it actually makes you feel like you're living in 1810. So, <laughs> uh, it, it's a simpler time of way of life. Back before all these fancy machines and big old cities, we played games like we play every other thing. And they're going to tell you Take about that. Time. Many times over. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, tutorial screens. Do you like radial menus? Well, I hope you do, because that's what cowboys use. <laughs> it was uh, a, like it was these, a slower uh, time where control inputs were slowed at the same rate as our discourse. Our animation matters more than your gameplay. Get excited. A game where it takes so long to get to the next main mission that you might as well just sit down and play a couple rounds of poker. Maybe that'll be more interesting. Why don't you just take a seat and play a couple Relax. rounds? Because, good old because that game. next main mission is going to hit the same plot point that your last three did. I mean, yeah, we, we were essentially millionaires within like 30 minutes of starting the game, you know, right after the first part of it. You know, you're running around with thousands and thousands of dollars that you can donate to a camp uh, for literally no reason. It gives you no benefit whatsoever. Um, it, I've never understood that. I mean, it was it was always you. Know, I assume people were struggling back then. You know, they, you know where you had oh hey I have three or four dollars. I'm a rich person. No, I found a gold bar or two or three, and then next thing you know, I'm just rolling. You know, they're just laying around. Dutch is constantly complaining. I'm out here getting treasures everywhere. They're never damn yeah. hill. It's why are you complaining, it's Dutch? And why is every mission <laughs> Dutch has a plan and it goes wrong? What are we right. doing? I'm like, Dutch, I got the money for Tahiti. I had it in like three hours. I'm out of here. Let's go. Let's God go, man. Dutch. 
Arthur's. I've got a plan. <laughs> that was great. It's also, uh, it's also a game that really, really wants you to kill animals. Have we mentioned oh, yeah. this? It really wants you to kill them, and it, it does it in just like gory detail with like full skinning animations, and the noises that the animals make when you kill them will haunt you in your sleep. It is a very visceral, extreme experience for this person who has never taken an animal life, uh, aside from the I think it's kind of hot. Uh, yeah, so you think it's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got prints, collectible card cards. <laughs> but we're roasting. We're roasting. Oh, no. But that's that. a genre, right? I mean, we, we can come back to Red Dead, but like, you, you're not wrong. Like, far, one of the things in like the Skull and Bones trailer is like, look at the animals that you can kill. It's like, yeah. uh, okay. All right, cool. I mean, we don't have to get that excited about it. I understand economies and things. Certainly Far Cry <laughs> does a lot of that. Uh, and whatnot, although I'll never understand why in like Horizon, if you have a raccoon bone that gets you a bag faster, whatever, that doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 loves its horses, but also loves you to murder everything else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, you can murder your horse on oh, of course. a lot, like I did, of course. unfortunately. Yeah. So speaking of pointless horses and nonsensical game items, I'd like to talk about a little game called Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Oh, so. If you've ever, if you've ever wanted to play, serious. Ains is warming up for this one. Yeah. If you've ever, basically, I'm trying to figure out how to summarize it in as few as words as possible. So, Breath of the Wild. Here's my pitch. If you're going to buy this game, none of this is sarcasm. Take, <laughs> take, <laughs> take an RPG. He means this. Remove all character development. Remove all RPG elements remove all meaningful loot and then layer in fisher price's my first rpg mechanics breath of the wild it'll be the best crap it on the switch's graphical output yes oh then play it in 540p yeah yeah and pretend that there's meaningful stuff around every corner um you'll enjoy yourself You're too kind to Breath of the Wild. I am. I'm being because kind. I told you I was going to keep it simple. I was going to keep it light. You've skipped out on a hundred plus shrines, apparently made out of the same level of Lego blocks uh, that any other developer might use okay. as an example texture for, to train their interns. And a game Fisher that Price doesn't, game design. Even, doesn't even, despite using the Zelda name, decide to give you a dungeon. Nope. What is it doing? I don't want to climb a damn elephant's butt. I want to actually be puzzled and have some dungeon elements. Yep. What are we talking about here? Oh, and guess yeah. what? You're going to spend the entire time walking through this empty world to fight four beasts that, as with every game seemingly in Nintendo's history, you have to hit three times. You hit them three times, and they fall over and die. And then you've apparently saved the world again, I guess. Maybe. Nintendo is petrified of potentially challenging you even when it seems like bosses have cool concepts you don't get to even ex- explore them because they're dead before they've had a chance to even get out a monologue oh not and just I wait need... yeah to help fill this empty world they're gonna add 900 this is not a this is not even a joke 900 none of, none of what you're saying is a joke Ains. no it's not we all know this. 900 <laughs> seeds which yeah. if you get all 900 and spend the tens and tens and tens of hours to do that, they give you a trophy of poop. Good. 
Well, let's not forget what, that the seeds are necessary. It's a monument to are... all your sins. <laughs> what that well, is. Let's not forget that those seeds are necessary to increase your inventory space because they've decided to reward the time that you're spending before all those seeds are collected, breaking the shit that you spent your hard-earned time actually finding. And if you don't have enough inventory spaces to even survive any of these environments by finding at least a modicum of seeds, well, then I guess you're out of luck. Here's a baked apple for your trouble. For uh, Per usual... Breath of the Wild is, you know, the greatest open world game ever created by Nintendo. And that is really the big caveat here. Is that, uh, is that if you're a Nintendo fan, you think that when Nintendo finally does something, it's the best version of that. Similar to how you think GoldenEye is the best shooter because it's the only one that you got to play on your Nintendo device. You feel that Breath of the Wild is the best open world game because it's the only one that the Switch can run because it uses hardware from 2004. And... Uh, your game is so bland and boring that the entire community around it seems to be obsessed with finding ways to skip over the entire game by jumping on top of rocks and flinging themselves across the world so that they can get to Ganondorf as quickly as possible and uh, and beat the game in four minutes. So I do um, want to issue a warning here because yeah. as Travis's statement of this is the best open world game made by Nintendo, I do have to remind the people that he is currently reviewing a Xenoblade game. Uh, so, you know, hey... I'm not going to say anything on that, but uh, I was speaking with the voice of typical Nintendo fans. They're like, oh, my God, the Breath of the Wild, the greatest open world game that's uh, that's ever been made. And I'm like, oh, right. You've never played a PC. I forgot. Uh, I totally forgot. You you've never played, played open world games. I got I mean, it. You know, when I say it's trapped on the Switch, I, it's like, God, I, it's so hard to even look at, especially after you get used to some of the Steam Deck that, stuff. That's because it's not a Switch, Switch game. It's a Wii U game. Yeah, it is. It is a Wii U it's game. For the Wii U, yeah. It stuff. is or Wii U. Can play it on the. Can you play that one on the Wii U? I think you. Yeah, can. it runs better on the Wii U, and that is not a joke. You can look up the technical analysis of the two. It runs better on the Wii U. That's why the that's why the little map box looks like a Wii U uh, exactly. controller. Because yeah. you were supposed to be holding. Yeah, it. Nintendo. Yep. Maybe you should have kept naming your consoles random noises and onomatopoeia. <laughs> uh oh yeah goodness. so obviously breath of the wild come on not even not even a troubling inclusion no, that, that was state. yeah that was it's just one we had to get off our chest yeah uh let me catch Damn up on these two super chats oh boy oh boy and can i just take geckos yeah <laughs> go for it can you guys roast uh inside ocarina time is that red dead redemption also red dead yes he already thanked us because he posted uh, yeah. that right okay. as we were doing red dead redemption so inside the the wannabe cons film festival entry of video games yeah. it doesn't it roasts itself yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that game should have opened with crying bear festival award winner you know like, <laughs> like I hope you like limbs inside. Yeah. Inside, yes. I, I think we've covered Zelda, unless anyone wants to talk about OOT specifically. I, mean, I, I could but. roast Ocarina of Time, but who has that kind of time? I mean, Ocarina of Time, <laughs> Ocarina of time is one of the highest rated games of all, uh, of all time. So I think the only roast that we'll have since we've already covered Breath of the Wild is, hey! Yeah. Actually, how about this for a roast? Before Breath of the Wild came out, Ocarina of Time was the greatest uh, open world game yeah. that has ever been created, according to Nintendo fans. So, Correct. Yeah. There you go. I'll say that as well. Take, take everything we said about hey. Breath of the Wild and reverse it 20 years. There. Yeah. Done. Hey. 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 
It's all you, Travis. You can have this one. Has destiny been looked at? If Let's no, go. Volcano. Let's this go. Is, this is probably the easiest game to roast, and maybe because I have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to destiny, but destiny is straight up a terrible game. I have played that game for like 5,000 hours, and the more I play it, the more I'm convinced that it shouldn't have a following or a fan base or have had any success or sequels <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, I, I, I adore the game and play it as much as I have. And the highest I've ever awarded it is an eight. And that's after seven years, most of my reviews have given it a six or a seven over the course of its life, because it is a completely mid game that, uh, that gets uh, a lot of love because it's made by a beloved company that made halo, even though, uh, they have yet to do anything in destiny that surpassed anything approaching what halo accomplished. And uh, yeah, uh, if, if you try to play that game, you are making a mistake. Take it from me, a guy who talks about it three hours every week and regrets every moment of that. <laughs> uh, and uh, you should not play this game. And if anybody recommends it to you, it's because they're trying to make you smell the terrible fart that they just smelled. Mm -hmm. It's like when, uh, like when somebody smells something terrible and they come up to you and they go, oh my God, this is terrible. Smell this. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you take a big whiff, uh, you are an idiot. You should probably just back away and say, no, dude, I'm, why would I want to do that? That sounds like a terrible time. <laughs> that, so. that all seemed very uh, from the heart. From the heart. Replace <laughs> <laughs> the genuine understanding. And uh, if any of you guys badmouth Destiny, I'll kill you, but I will, I'm allowed to badmouth. De Destiny, the game that launched as a beta, pretty much. Yeah. I, mean, uh, look, I don't have time to explain to what, I, like what issues they have with Destiny. plays like a beta. Yeah, it launches a beta. They release a sequel, which resets everything. And then they continue with Destiny 2 instead of making a 3, but revert the opening of that game back to what it was in Part 1. That's right. That's Destiny. It's the weirdest Because they don't ever. know what they're doing. Yeah. And I, I see Gecko in the chat saying, well, you should... You should play Warframe, roast Warframe. We can't roast Warframe. Nobody has any faces, and it's entirely unclear what the hell is happening at any <laughs> point in time in either the intro, midpoint, or end game of that game. Also, we said people's favorite games, Gecko. Come on. They <laughs> <laughs> can't even qualify on a list that you know has like you know Pac-Man. You know? There's a reason ninjas play free. All right, what's right. next? What's next? Well, we said Bungie. Let's do it. There's a series out there called Halo that people seem to like. You can rush two companies for the for the price of one. Yeah, I mean, we might <laughs> as well we might as well tackle it. Let's talk about a series that is so lost in its own lore that you can play that entire series and still have no clue as to what's actually going on. That's you don't, you know don't want what... to talk about lore. The history of this series was making you wait, making you watch B websites in order to understand what was going to go into its second iteration and then not deigning to tell you a complete story so that they could sell you the conclusion a couple years after the fact. That's Halo, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And then transitions later in life to a new story, a new saga, which they announce, they set up and then market an entirely different story but then change the game entirely from what they marketed prior to the game being delivered. And abandon it. You know what? In a little respect, Ains, that that's on us. The time they did that. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's not <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what I was gonna, uh, Travis. You can take it. From, I was gonna say, you know, at some point it's on us uh, because yeah. they pulled that a couple times. They did point. that a bunch of times, uh, <laughs> and it's either the world's worst tactic to remove you from spoilers or straight up uh, uh, lawsuit worthy, uh, you know, misrepresentation of their product and false advertising um, <laughs> on which, virtual legality. On virtual <laughs> legality, uh, and. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, the thing that bugs me about Halo is people treat it like it's this really pretentious, like, uh, you know, uh, sky in the pie, like great game. And to me, it plays and reads like a game that was made for like frat bros and tank tops with like a, a you know, a fistful of roofies in their hands. Like that's who, that's who I think Halo was Xbox. actually created for and played. Yeah. Xbox players basically. Right. Like uh dude, dude bros who were like, yeah, bro. And I was in a fraternity, but that's a, this is a confession. And guess what? They all loved Halo and they all had land parties together. And, uh, and uh, that's who I think that's what I think of when I think of Halo. And it, it bought, baffles my mind that that anybody approaches that and goes, wow, there's like substance here. I'm like, really? Sergeant Johnson has substance. Oh, I know what the ladies like. Yeah. OK. Yeah. This is a great game. Good, good, good story. Halo's under attack. Get me my gun. It's good yeah, stuff. Get, yeah, dude. All these lines. Oh, what's the most famous line from Halo? giving them back their, I need a weapon. You know what I mean? Like all these like one liners, it's just like, it's basically finish the fight. Finish the fight is the best is the, is the halo line to finish me. But that means you have a certain age. Yeah. We're right. going to finish the fight because we didn't hear $60 coming soon. Yeah. But in fairness, that's not the only game to have done that. Cause I also hold a grudge against legacy of Kane soul reaver, which we'll bring, we'll put to the side. Cause I don't think that's anybody's favorite in 2022, but it was for a time. <laughs> Doesn't finish. I'm looking at you, Amy Hennig. Never forgiven. <laughs> Never forgiven. Mm. All right. No, I think you nailed it with Halo. I think you nailed it with Halo. Uh, and yeah, Ains, I was just texting you. I, I think like 10 minutes more, a couple more games. Yeah, yeah. And, what, what, and we'll what do this we... again. If you like it, if you hate it, and we just, you know, hemorrhage subscribers, we're going to blame one of us, probably me. Uh, and they'll be abandoned, jettisoned, and otherwise keel-hauled and never show up again. So <laughs> either way, you're going to get what you want. We promise. Yeah, leave us a comment, leave us a chat, leave us something. Let us know if you are enjoying this. We're going to hit a couple more games, and then we can circle back with a episode two at some point here in the near future because there are a lot more games on our list to tackle. You are for now, my do your roast where, where each of us takes one game and we just comment on it for like five seconds and just rapid roast it. Yeah, you can, do, you can do lightning Go. round. Lightning you want, round of roast. We're going down this list? You've got the yeah, list. Okay, I'll start. The Last of Us. A, a movie buried in terrible gameplay mechanics. Sure. That's right. You made a good movie. That's my one-line roast. Uh... <laughs> Next. Minecraft. This was your idea. Uh, Get on board. Come on. Minecraft. Uh, we couldn't think of a game. How about you make your own? Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, okay, we don't uh, have to do it like boom roasted, but yes, no, no. This yeah, is my uh, boom roasted version of this. Uh, okay, all right, yeah, Minecraft because we couldn't afford the Lego license. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Super um, Mario sixty four and Galaxy. We hope you like Italian plumbers jumping on random things, and we're not even going to bother to give you any reason for the level design at all. It's just random. Uh, you know, Fallout. 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 Here's a cheaper Elder Scrolls in the future. We hope you like Gray. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Resident Evil. Our house, our, our our game is named after an evil house, and that's not even the worst part about it. 
Fun um, fact, when I tried to buy that game when it first came out, I couldn't convince the GameStop manager at, at the time, or I think it was Electronics Boutique, that it wasn't called Residential Evil, and that's all she would call <laughs> to different stores. <laughs> and I was like, um, no. Resident Evil, again, explore this house. Well, that'll only take like 20 minutes. No, everything will be locked, and you're going to make them walk through the same hallway 87 times to get different keys. Oh, brilliant. This is a particularly paranoid family that only used medallions to open their dresser drawers. <laughs> uh, Pokemon series. What if we made a game that was 100% designed to sell you merchandise? Haha, -ha, you love that for 40 years, dummy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn. We're going to tell you a story that's been told a hundred times before, but we're going to tell it to you in the last nine minutes of a 60-hour game. Enjoy yourself. Hashtag dinosaurs. Does it count as diversity if our main character is a ginch? Uh, boom roasted. Gears of War. We're going to try to make a less cool Halo and up the dude bro factor to get that percentage that didn't get in with Halo the first time. Uh, what, if, well, what if Cliff Blazinski's uncensored id crawled out of his teenage body and became a <laughs> Travis, video game? you're so in my head. I was I, Mine was going to be the physical manifestation of Cliffy B. So yeah. yes. It's the physical yeah. manifestation of Cliffy B smoking a joint uh, at a uh, house party. That is just uh... the, the game. <laughs> Uh, uh here we go do shadow of the colossus please with a 1999 super chat from chelsea Nagy. thank you so much sure. chelsea for the super chat here's a completely standard legend of zelda clone that isn't as good as legend of zelda but we're going to pretend <laughs> that we have a lot to say about the world human condition or otherwise because you were evil all along yeah, yeah. and uh not only did you do a worse legend of zelda but then later castlevania did a better version of you so <laughs> Lords of Shadow pump Lords off. Lords of Shadow. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> the only, the only game to escape unscathed. Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Castlevania Lords of Shadow. It's not <laughs> as a favorite, so we can say that it's good and move on. Portal 2, overstaying its welcome by at least six hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Kingdom Hearts, the, the series that's not a series at all, that again, you can play through in its entirety and still have no idea what's going on. Uh, and when you think you've played it in its entirety, you still haven't played it. It's in, in, in right. Kingdom Hearts, making lore-based YouTubers millions of dollars for the past decade. <laughs> uh, Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. What? Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> what? That's a perfect Dan Rose. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, it appears to be uh, its fan base is made up exclusively of those weird people who always go to Disneyland when they're on vacation, no matter how many times they've been there and they don't have kids. That Those are the people that play Kingdom Hearts. And you're all weird and we think you're weird. None of us think you're normal. There's something wrong inside you. Uh, that's the Kingdom Hearts fan. Oh You're roasting the people now. Watch a Disney movie. We know that that's what you're there for. Just watch a Disney movie. That's what you wanted. Oh, God. Kingdom oh. Hearts is fun, though. Kingdom Hearts so wrong that it makes an adjective out of a noun. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's good. Uh, Monster Hunter, where a band of people will go to hunt something that we have to act as big and scary. We're going to do that by giving you overly complex mechanics that make no physical sense whatsoever with terrible gameplay, outdated engine, and overall just poor game design. 
uh, Monster Hunter, how did you make hunting monsters less exciting than hunting deers in Red Dead? Fair. Yours uh, is better than mine. Yeah, yours is definitely better than mine. Monster Hunter filled with so many menus, you'll never see a monster. Uh, <laughs> but here's a shiny monster. cat. Monster Hunter, uh, a game that takes so long to actually hunt the monsters, you might see as many monsters as they see ghosts in the show Ghost Hunter. <laughs> oh, like We're roasting shows now. Let's go. <laughs> what else? Let's see here. Anything That's on it. this? That's it. We call it. We call it. Oh wait, wait. We got. We got to get one more. We got to get one more. You guys got to give your thoughts on Assassin's Creed. That's a big one. Assassin's Creed, Assassin's a game, Creed. the rare oh. game that peaked on the first entry. <laughs> <laughs> Again, truthful statements, Travis. Uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed. This series was made by a diverse group of people that hate all cultures. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not following that one. Uh, no, that's a that's a good end cap right there. Uh, we did get a late super chat for Gio Rio. Uh, yeah, man, thanks for the here. last. You guys have a great Sunday. Yeah, so that that'll thank you for uh, support. Yeah, thank you, Gio. We thank can't you so do much. it without support from people like Gio and from people like you. So if you find yourselves listening to this and you want us to still be around making these episodes, please do consider at least liking and subscribing. We don't need super chats. We don't need all that necessarily, although we appreciate it very, very much. But a like and a subscribe tells YouTube that you didn't just fall asleep and this got turned on and you're not actually paying attention to the material. And if you could do that, that'll help us tell YouTube that you actually like these things and that more people like you would like them as well. So please take a moment, hit those buttons. They shine. They make different colors. You're going to enjoy the experience, I promise. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And we got another late super chat. So... After the, uh, the nice end cap you did there, Gecko in the back in the house. Super Mario Bros. Asking for Super Mario Brothers. Jeez. Super Mario Bros. Come on. The only, the only franchise that can make uh, anything related to Italy exciting in 2022. There's so <laughs> Super Mario Brothers glorifying drug paraphernalia and mushrooms since the early yeah. 1980s. <laughs> Your hero is a plumber. Done. Who really likes all I gotta say about you? That's, it's it's a weird, weird move, Nintendo. <laughs> uh, if you've played one, you've played all thirty-seven of them. How about this? Uh, Super Mario Brothers, a game that will be considered on the same level as Blackface in like a couple decades. representation of Italians. Uh, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, so lazy we had to shorten Brothers. <laughs> well played guys well played uh chat you've been great today so uh hope gave the spiel about liking and sharing thank you so much uh, for your support of course we will come back if you had fun please let us know please let it co leave a comment please let us know on twitter because we will circle back and do some more hashtag boom roasted um shows in the future for now we just got a rapid fire segment because that's fun yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's we can just we can just litter five. those in our shows randomly at this point. Yeah. I, I feel like it should just be a segment, five minutes, and we just roast as many as we can, and then that's it. It doesn't mean because that's more fun than the deep dive. You don't have to explain. You have to be concise. It, it challenges you. Okay. There yeah, we're go. evolving as we Travis go. You see this? Yeah. Hey, everything's experimental. We like to experiment here in the Bitcast. If you'd like to join us, please like and subscribe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah yeah that, that um all right so travis what do you got coming up man where can people find you what do you have coming yeah uh so this week my preview of xenoblade chronicles 3 came out which you can read right now my review is coming on july 26th and in between then 
uh, I will be previewing uh, Roller Drone, the uh, roller derby uh, pistol game uh, for PlayStation. Uh, so that should be good times. Um, other than that, you can hear me talk about Destiny, a game that I uh, despise uh, every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at TyGuyTravis if you want to get the digital equivalent of genital warts. Uh, that's me. Hashtag boom roasted. <laughs> Hashtag boom roasted. Follow me on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, Headlines and Hangouts is back. We're doing it every morning now at 7.30 as we work to build our second Michigan stadium over on the Virtual nice. Legality YouTube channel. If you like that kind of stuff, we've covered a lot. We covered a Final Fantasy 14 billboard that drew a lot of internet attention, uh, and we had some legal analysis there. We talked about Elon Musk and Twitter. We're probably going to talk about that one or two more times this coming week because there are a lot of questions that people have about that. So if you are interested in those kinds of topics, you want to help us build that second Michigan Stadium, uh, we're just getting started over there on Virtual Legality. So come join us, like, subscribe, do all those fun things over there because we're going to Keep making content and then keep having fun over here on Sundays at the BitCast. So I'm everywhere. I'm online seemingly all the time, every day. Uh, and you can't miss me as much as you might otherwise want to. <laughs> well played, sir. And here at Season Gaming, we'll have a few things this week. Cast Co-op will be back this week. We have a, a video that just went live looking at the financial analysis of uh, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. You may want to check that out. We've got some patron-exclusive content coming. Yeah, thank you. And yeah. Travis and I also soon here will be having a uh, discussion on review, game review methodology, which we'll be sharing oh. as well. So keep an eye out for that. That'll but, be I'll great, folks. I can tell you behind the scenes, I've had wonderful DMs and Travis has some absolutely fantastic thoughts. That is not going to be one that you're going to want to miss. Yeah. So we're, we're fleshing that out uh, behind the scenes as well. So um thanks as always for your support it's been a fun one today a lot of laughs i hope you enjoyed it i hope it, it lived up to your expectations and we will definitely play around with it in the future like we said so as always thank you for tuning to bitcast where we cover all things xbox playstation nintendo and pc with industry technical and legal insight hope to see you next sunday until then <laughs>